You're listening to ABQ Central. It is a hard and cold start to the morning, y'all. Good morning, Albuquerque. A little bit of technical diffs on the intro, but that's the kind of thing that happens when the summer is in the air. Good morning, Van. Can you hear me clearly? Good morning, Fredo. How goes it? Good Good morning, my dude. It's a fun remote morning for Van as he's not here. We're going to get into that at length in a moment. Mike Vital on the ones and twos, and he's basically the Superman of Cumulus Radio. Good morning. Good morning, Michael. Good morning to you guys. Sorry about the delay. No, that's my fault. It's always hey, te- it's, technology is so hard, Vital. Don't 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 beat yourself up, buddy. What are we? We're like uh, what are we? We're like 15 months into the pandemic. People still struggle with Zoom. I mean, I think <laughs> I think that's perfectly fine. Vital, or excuse me, Van, you're not here. Van, you're all the way across the country, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to make sure I'm talking to you about who's allowing us to be here, and that's Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's is. Back in action as the county has gone to turquoise. Uh, we're actually going to meet with them next week, Vital, and talk about times and places, or excuse me, times that we're going to be out there and, and times that hopefully the fan can come, the friend of the show can come and hang out with us. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, New Mexico Pinion Coffee. New Mexico Pinion Coffee was with us when we were live last week from the United, and we had so much fun with them. Uh, we put their branding up as people would pass us by. They'd ask us about the United, they would ask us about what was going on, or excuse me, uh, Pinion Coffee. They would ask us about what was going on with the brand and obviously the Big Brothers Big Sisters donation that they made two months ago, which was a tremendous effort. Uh, Chisholm Trail RV, which is what has allowed Van to be on the road this week. Van, where are you currently? Where are you on the road with Chisholm Trail RV? Well, as you know, you were there with me last week, and we were at the, the United store doing a live remote together. But here I am, one state away, visiting my family in Flagstaff, Arizona. And I am in the living room of my lovely mother and father's residence here Ooh. in Flagstaff, Arizona. And I got my niece, Murphy, right here, who's just about to give me a high five. And I got three cute dogs, and I got a cup of New Mexico Pinon coffee all the way in Flagstaff, Arizona. Wait, so is Pinon available in Flagstaff, or this is the thing you took with you across the country? Well, thanks to a friend in real life and friend of the show, Matt Breger, uh, I brought some here to the fam because you know I can't go a day without drinking New Mexico Pinon coffee. So here I am in Flagstaff. Everybody's hooked up. Well, you and I are, um, we're, uh, what's that, Eskimo coffee this morning because I'm also drinking the Pinon in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, Lastly, the newest partner of the program, Graphic Connection. So that's G, or excuse me, that's gcsportswear.com. You can contact them at 505-821-2777. And they're the sponsor of the phone line, Vital. So 505-246-0610. If you're going to connect with us, you're going to connect with us on the Graphic Connection phone line. Vital, you're probably wondering, why. so why did the boys go to Arizona this past weekend? Well, first of all, Vital, we're fully vaxxed, okay? The CDC says we can go wherever we want. Not glowing, so I guess you're all right. <laughs> and, we, and here's the thing. Like, Van, our cell phone service was 5G strong the whole way to Arizona in the car. Yeah, once once I got the second vaccine shot, like, my cell phone service is phenomenal. It's unreal. Like walking it, Wi-Fi beacon. It feels so good. We streamed the entire time. Uh, well, 610 KML. We listened. I mean, we were listening to Hometown Sports Talk the whole time we were gone. Uh, but you and I went out there because uh, not our friend in real life, but friend of the show, Trevor Rogers, who is from Carlsbad, was pitching for the visiting Miami Marlins at the Diamondbacks this past week. 
And we went down there to, this is essentially a home game for him, right? This is a, this is a homecoming for the New Mexico native. Yeah, absolutely. Carlsbad, New Mexico, and uh, New Mexico itself showed up really well in Phoenix. There were hundreds of people there. And what I heard is he had a couple dozen family members there, and he put on a show for the pseudo hometown crowd, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, when I guess when we went out, we were all sitting in one section, and I don't know who organized that. I don't know who put that together. Was there is there a Trevor Rogers uh, Facebook traveling fan page that all like cavemen are on that they went to and were like, hey, we're all going to be here. But well, we I were. I don't know if you know this. Yes, but uh, there's not a lot going on in Carlsbad, <laughs> so they travel very strong when something exciting is going on. So yeah, they came out in droves. And it was a very loud crowd. I mean, it felt like a home game for Trevor and the Marlins. Yeah, we had about as much fun as we could have had. Uh, Arizona, the day we were out there, they really relaxed like their mask protocol. They they made some changes. I guess the governor made some changes. So it was the first baseball game where you did not have to wear your mask like away from your seat, you know, or at all. I guess really is an even better answer. But the games we had been to thus far this season, be it Denver or here with the isotopes it's when you're not eating or drinking you're you're masked up but in phoenix it was um hey if, if you're fully vaxxed like cdc says forget the mask yeah when we were walking in um the usher said like oh you don't need those and i was like looking at the phone like you don't need to scan the tickets She's like no masks like, you don't need to wear masks oh god like, ma'am this this isn't for me. This is for you. I'm what? double mass. I want you to be comfortable in this work environment where you probably don't get paid enough to be here to put yourself in danger of a friggin' pandemic. <laughs> we, well, I mean, and I'm going to be the one who's like, hey, the whole time where it was wear your mask, do this, do that. I'm still 100% in on that. But if you're fully vaxxed, like the CDC says you're good. Like I'm not smarter than the CDC. Like, if the CDC is like, hey, Fred, you don't need it. Like, the spread rate from fully vaccinated individuals is so small that it's not worth, and I guess worth is is relative. Like, it, it doesn't necessarily inconvenience me. But there's a lot of trust for individuals that aren't fully vaxxed. There's a lot of a, like, can you have, like, vax posers, like, at these sporting events like we were at with the Diamondbacks the other day, where it's, oh, yeah, no, I don't have to wear I'm fully, but you're what if you're not like, does that affect you? Does that affect your comfort level and wearing one in a public situation? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of thought about that. Like, are you going to have to show some kind of proof now in your large public settings that you've been vaxxed? Cause I'm sure there's a lot of people out, out there that are going to act like they're vaxxed. Like just like I used to act like I didn't have chlamydia. Oh my goodness. Okay. That's enough of that. That's <laughs> <laughs> just, just like I used to act like I, I had a driver's license of drinking age. Like you just, like, like you just pretend. Um, but Trevor Rogers went out. He threw a gem. He's still a young stud. He's still a young arm. Did he go six, Van? You're going to have to jog my memory. Yeah, six strong, four hits, uh, one earned run, seven strikeouts. Uh, put on a show. Yeah, put on a display there. And, and it, like I said, it was a lot of fun. It was a fun Carlsbad homecoming for New Mexicans. Uh, you Obviously, you went to high school in Carlsbad. Like, you kind of know this world. And uh, you and I sat down. Also, uh, we met a friend of the show, which we'll get to in a second. So we sat down with your family, and you were just a, a, a social a butterfly. Like, you had to work the whole section. I didn't realize your regional fame of Carlsbad, New Mexico. Well, I mean, well, Carlsbad's a small town, and everyone knows everyone. And then, you know, my mom, uh, 
she was a city councilwoman and middle school principal forever, so middle school and elementary school principal forever. And she knows everybody and everyone knows us, so I had to walk around and you know, we showed up a little early to the game and got a oat soda and walked around and shook some hands and talked to Trevor's dad and that Aww. was really nice and got to see Cody Ross's mom and Cody Ross's mother-in-law and got some good hugs and made some small talk and it was just a really neat thing to see like everyone wearing like personalized Trevor Rogers jerseys and people wearing their you know Carlsbad caveman blue to the game it was it was a really cool vibe. Yeah, kind of a cool homecoming. So I was glad we were able to be a part of that. Uh, we also met friend of the show, friend in real life, Megan Penning out there of Invictus and in MMA fame. Uh, she currently resides in Phoenix, and we had not seen her since her being on the program some years ago. Uh, has it been years? That's crazy to think about. We've been at this thing for some time. Um, Two-year anniversary coming up, buddy. But I thought it would be kind of fun just to put a second to like, she is a professional MMA fighter. She is a girl that has traveled the world and beat up people professionally. Sure. Doesn't understand how many outs there are in an inning. <laughs> like, that is, Wasn't that adorable? That's the drastic difference in people who are passionate about, like, one sport versus, like, an underst- – like, you and I and the listener, we have a very broad and we have a very general understanding of all the sports. So we know all the rules. We understand – me and you could go and broadcast an Ice Wolves game right now, and we would do pretty well. Megan Penning, friend of the show, friend in real life, she did not realize how many innings there were in a game, how many outs there were in an inning. She didn't understand that a pitcher had to pitch multiple innings. She it was it was she thought, uh, do they rotate after they pitch? Like it was it was the funniest thing I had ever seen because you always hear those stories of like you meet like a girl on the dating app or you meet a girl at the bar and and she's like, oh, you work in sports? I don't really know sports. And you're always like, I'm sure you know some. Megan Penning knew nothing. No. <laughs> she literally knew nothing. Top tier professional level athlete at one sport. Zero understanding or comprehension in another. Yeah, my favorite example, like I was like, you don't know how many outs are in an inning. Like my mind was blown. <laughs> I was like, okay, what is it called when you have me in an arm bar and then you flip over? And she's like, oh, that's a kamikaze grip, and you you flip into a, a lampshade lizard, something, something, something. And I was like, but you don't know how many outs there are in an inning. She, she said, uh, she's like, I heard that expression like three outs, but I thought that was just for one guy. <laughs> no, just hard no. And also, like, because she, she's recovering from, uh, she fought in that Invictus fight however many weeks ago, or oh, I guess it's been a couple months now. But, like, she took, like, a broken nose and a broken arm and, like, took some time to recover. So I know she's on the recovery and uh, she will be back in the, the octagon uh, sooner than a later. So anyway, so it was exciting to see her because we hadn't seen her in some time. It was exciting to witness Trevor Rogers and the Carlsbad homecoming that was us traveling to Phoenix last week to watch the Marlins at the Diamondbacks. I just happened to own Vital, a like uh, an original, and by original, it's not that old. But whenever the Miami Marlins rebranded from the Florida Marlins, I went and bought that M hat because it was so fire, and I just had it sitting like in a closet. So I was able to show up in like branded gear of the opposing team. I'm that guy. I'm the guy that does and, that. And luckily, you had a, a salmon button-up to match, mm-hmm. so you look like super fan. I'm a, I always have I one side of my closet. Vital is strictly beachwear, which doesn't make sense because we live in the desert. But I'm never going to give it up. You will someday. No, I'm the Rick Astley of beachwear. Well, so. We got Tingly Beach. That's a beach, right? I, I, I'm actually a big fan. I'm a huge fan of Tingly <laughs> Beach. Uh, Van, we're going to take a break because we got to we got to reset everything after our tech diffs. But when we get back from this break, we're going to jump into. Do you want to do NBA Hall of Fame to start? Because that's where my mindset's at right now. 
Let's, let's do it. NBA Hall of Fame talk when we get back. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Van is on the road with Chisholm Trail RV this week, and you're going to connect with us. You're going to connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back at it. We're live in the Talk ABQ studio. We're also on the road this morning at Chisholm Trail RV. Fans and Flagstaff. The locals call it flag. Just flag. It's just flag here. I didn't know that. MJ is going to serve as Kobe's presenter at the Hall of Fame induction tonight. Is he going to throw shade like he did on uh, Last Dance? Make sure he knows that he's the goat and Kobe <laughs> doesn't compare? I believe this will be a passing of like uh, of the torch. It'll be... They all get their own nicknames, all right? Because, like, one's the king, one's the goat, and one's the mamba. Like, they're, they're they're like a set, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're they're all individually amazing. We don't even need to have that debate. The debate's old and tired. They're all from different generations. They're all amazing basketball players in their own right. But one of them got taken tragically early, and I think the NBA is going to do their absolute best to serve justice to Kobe's legacy. There is uh there's something that's not up for di- or excuse me there's something that's not different generations. And that's Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant. They all played at the exact same time. They all played against each other and it's so unique to get like this many guys going in at the exact same time that were like of the same, you know, cuz it was always well it's not always, but it it feels to me as if like that kind of stuff is usually like stretched out, right? Like it's a different um, guy from different generation or different playing age. But these three dudes beat each other up for years and won championships. Yeah, I mean they're they're all three like top twenty all time guys. I mean Kobe, you can say he's top five. Maybe he's the third best all time. And it, it kind of feels like it's taking away from Kobe because you know he's such an absolute legend like taking nothing away from tim duncan and kevin garnett kobe's such an absolute legend on and off the court and then you know how he was you know tragically taken from us so early that i feel like maybe they should have had a a solo kobe induction this year and then save duncan and garnett for next year with with uh other people I to call this thing star studded, I think it's fair, right? It's fair to be like, hey, there's so many guys, but do you elevate like Kobe Bryant like so much further above Tim Duncan? Do you elevate Kobe Bryant like so much further above Kevin Garnett? Because I don't necessarily know, except for post mortem, like what would what would give him like that unique level? Because I I feel like yeah, he won those ships and and obviously all the production stuff and all that stuff, but. Tim Duncan won, like, multiple championships. Like, Kevin Garnett changed the way the game was played as far as, like, physicality and being a prototype for the four-stretch five that, that sometimes that – well, that what every player is now. So the idea is, like, is Kobe so unique from those two other guys that the, he is deserving of his own, like, isolated, like, induction? Well, I mean, I think that Kobe's tragic death mixed in with – how excellent he was, like how upper echelon he was. And he's not that distant from Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett. But I I think that, you know, the NBA is going to do a great job no matter what. But I think not only does Kobe deserve 
the kind of Hall of Fame induction that a one-person class would help with. But it's going to take away from Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett because the passing of Kobe Bryant is going to be highlighted so much during the event that Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett might not get their due. I don't think those two guys are going to be in a position where that affects them negatively at all. Like, I feel like those two dudes are the two dudes that are going to be like, hey, no big deal. Like, Kobe deserves love. Yeah, absolutely. Tim Duncan has, has always been known as just a humble dude, you know, the worker, the basketball player's basketball player. So I don't see anything, you know, like that, like any kind of ill will towards the ceremony. But Kobe is like such a big deal on and off the court that I think he deserves all the attention that he can get. Michael will give him all of the praise, right? Like Michael will will put Brian over in a way because when you're a five time champion and MVP, how many times is he an All Star? Like eighteen or nineteen times, something crazy, right? Every um, year, but one, right? Oh, is that a, is that a fact? I think so. He like in in all NBA. I think three quarters of the time that he was in the league. Is that right? Like all NBA for a long time. And it's whenever you, you put a guy in cause and I'm in with last year, cause he would have gone in last year, just months after his, you know, tragic passing, but with COVID-19 or everything, the build for this can be done in such a way to where if it's not absolutely perfect. And I know that sounds like I'm putting too much pressure on it, but like the NBA has had the time to prepare it to be absolutely perfect, and it's for a guy who deserves for it to be absolutely perfect. So if if it's short of like the most emotional, mo, what's a I'm gonna say it if it's not Jimmy V esque, like I think I'm gonna have like an issue with it, and I don't want to go in with that mindset, but I'm putting it on such a pedestal. Yeah, absolutely. So MJ like cut his teeth at the Kobe Memorial. And that was already amazing. Like that, that was a real tearjerker. That that was so moving and so powerful. The send off that MJ gave Kobe at the memorial, and I think this even more so is going to be absolutely beautiful and just a, a, a fantastic send off and a beautiful recap of a legend of an amazing basketball player and an amazing person. Tim Duncan, uh, nineteen ninety seven round one pick one. Uh, he he was the standard as far as like. Um, doing it like the basics, right? Like do it like, Hey, go glass. Like, Hey, three, still play with your back to the basket. And obviously playing with the Admiral Robinson down there. Like you had, you had like a, a passing of like the traditional, like Akeem Olajuwon, Patrick Ewing, David Robinson, kind of like big man to the, this is the new style of basketball. Like we're not going to build teams the same way. Like Kevin Garnett, I think is that same guy where it's, you got to be able to run. You got to be able to handle the ball, and you got to be able to get up and down the court. Uh, Tim, the greatness of Tim Duck of Tim Duncan is not going to go down in the history of the game the way that it should because he didn't have any flash. He was insanely selfless. Like he he has a legacy that is right at the line of expectation, but always just close enough above to where he just won it all and improved everyone around him. So Tim Duncan to me is is on that same level as Kobe Bryant skill wise, but not impact wise. Like in the world. Yeah, I think, I mean, that shows a lot of his character and integrity that he's such a humble guy and he's such a, a good teammate, you know, the air quotes locker room guy, which gets beaten to death in our world. But he was underrated because he was so good and he was so smooth and he was so natural that he made the game look very easy. He didn't need the flashy dunks. He didn't 
need the highlight reel stuff. You know you're getting 20, 10, and 5 from him every night, no matter what. And he can lead a team, and, you know, he elevated the play of everyone around him. Career stats for Tim Duncan are 19, 10, and 3. Isn't that incredible? Kevin Garnett was a little bit of a different story. Um, Numbers so very similar to Tim Duncan, but unlike Kobe and unlike Duncan, Garnett had to go to that next team. You know, Garnett wasn't able to do it with the Timberwolves. He was able to do it with the Celtics, which he's as much of a Celtic, in my opinion, as he was a Timberwolf. But, like, um, a little bit of a different story. Similar games played, similar numbers, um, but the evolution of the game. And, you know, I'm a fan of, like, the bigs. I'm a fan of the guys that play into the basket. Kevin Garnett like made it sexy to be able to stretch out from the basket and and because of the way he did it like everyone who's currently doing it at the highest level and we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs in a little bit but like you're in beads and like some of these guys that that play near the hoop but are able to stretch it out they got that kind of like mm, ideal from the Kevin Garnett slash Tim Duncan approach Kevin Garnett obviously more flashy more athletic Tim Duncan far more reserved. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Garnett, it's, he's bizarro Tim Duncan, right? They had the same game. They had the same skill set. But Kevin Garnett was just such a more fierce competitor. Stare you down, talk smack to you, whisper absolutely horrible things in your ear, you know, just, <laughs> just taunt you after a big block. But they were, the, you know, like you said, they put up similar numbers for a long time. You know, had great success. Unfortunately, Garnett got drafted by the Timberwolves and wasn't able to have that early – career success that you know Kobe and Duncan had but he's an absolute game changer the thing that really changed the game for me with Kevin Garnett was uncut gems okay I knew you're so I just need to who's gonna say it yeah well because it's the best thing ever made um (laughs) Vital if you have not seen uncut gems it stars Adam Sandler and Kevin Garnett some girl I couldn't tell you uh Idina Menzel who is just as good as it gets and then The Weeknd okay the weekend, the person, not the activity. Watch Uncut Gems if you just want to feel anxiety for 90 straight minutes. It is the most like anxiety-riddled, like anxiety-inducing movie that I've, I've ever seen. Your favorite, way, Vital's favorite. Adam, Adam Sandler fan out there, this is Adam Sandler's only good movie ever. It, I agree he completely. Has plenty of funny and entertaining movies. Yeah. Uncut Gems is his only good movie. He's, it's I'll die on that hill. It's the best movie he's ever been in. A hundred percent. It's not even close. Also in it is um, Mike Francesca, who is of like New York sports talk fame and plays the role perfectly. So I don't know. It's just, it's a very good movie. Kevin Garnett did it. Um, I don't know what movie Kobe Bryant was in and I don't know what movie Tim Duncan was in, but this is why Kevin Garnett to me should have the class because he's, uh, and he, he was an because actor was in that movie. Jones. Yeah. He wasn't an athlete in Are that movie. Are you saying Mike Francesca deserves an Oscar for playing himself in a movie where he's himself? Uh, I, d- I don't believe his character's name was Mike. <laughs> so, but, no, uh, yeah, the NBA Hall of Fame class today. So I'm going to watch that tonight. I'm not sure where it's streaming. I'm sure it's an ESPN thing or a TNT thing. Uh, not going to be telling you about it is Chris Webber as he was taken off the playoff broadcast for TNT. Did you see that? No, I did not. I guess they're tired of that. Uh-oh. He, and, like, he's a guy who was, like, a, I guess, good enough player. But, yeah, he out. Like, the New York Post reported yesterday – Chris Weber, um, nope, he gone. All right, what did he do? Uh, they agreed to part ways. I don't know. I don't have it. Um, a mutual adult breakup? I doubt that. 
Yeah, they, I guess his contract was up at the end of the year, and they said, we're not going to give you your swan song, guy. Like, And he's been with TNT since, what, like 08? Has it been that long, 09? So like he was like a staple, and, and now he's gone. So, yeah, get ready for, I guess, Reggie Miller and, and Albert, and I'm in on that. I mean, I like both those guys, whatever. But, um, yeah, Chris Webber, he, yeah, he done. Okay, well, what big personality is taking his place? Well, Grant Hill, right? Is it Grant Hill? Yeah, I mean, Grant he killed it. Be- Grant Hill's busy running the Olympics. Did oh, I don't know about that. But he, he, yeah, he killed it during the NCAA thing, and uh, I don't know, he's, he's super talented. So you get you get Albert and uh, Kevin Harlan and Ian Eagle and Brian Andrews. There's just a lot of talented dudes there, and and Chris Weber is not one of those dudes anymore. So he, so he gone. So if you're looking forward to uh, a lot of oohs and wow, like, no, he, he gone now, so. Well, I mean, he's got a lot of free time on his hands now. Maybe he can just take a time out and, you know, figure out what he wants to do with his life now. Yeah, I'm okay, I'm sure this is a thing he chose to do. There's no yeah. way. Like, no one is quitting the best job that you could possibly have. Like, I would argue to a lot of NBA fans, Chris Weber is a broadcaster before he's a player. Like, like guys who currently watch the NBA don't know Chris Weber the player. They know Chris Weber the broadcaster that called a timeout in college. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Let's grab a break. I know. Oh, I know Vital's on the phone, but we're going to grab a break here in a second. Um, Whenever we get back, though, from the break, uh, there's been a ton going on in the world of sports. Obviously, I'm obsessed with the NBA right now, but I can't go super heavy NBA early. So I think let's lighten it up a little bit. Let's tell some jokes. Let's talk about Tim Tebow getting any job he wants in the country. I'm in. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ. Oh, wait, hold on. We can't go on a break right now. It says Vital. (laughs) Shows you what I know. So Vital, who's working through the technical difficulties we had this morning, so I will do a little preview. So Tim Tebow, Vi- or Van, he met with his former college coach two weeks ago, I guess, and said, hey, uh, I think I'm going to quit baseball, and I'm going to come and play football for you in Jacksonville. And he just signs as the third tight end with the Jacksonville Jaguars earlier this week. Jaguars? Jaguars? Jaguar. Jaguars. So he signs with Jacksonville earlier this week. Um, can he have any job he wants in this entire country? The answer is yes, and a resounding yes. He's proven that he could do whatever he wants. The support for Tim Tebow from S- like ex-athlete really came out. I don't know if you had seen any of the kind of reports, but like um, – like Jimmy Smith came out, who was like maybe the most famous Jaguar. I don't know who would be bigger than him. Tony Baselli, maybe. But he came Byron out. Leftwich. That, okay, come on now. Come on, <laughs> like it's it's not correct. Um, but yeah, he so he had a lot of support from former players. But there was like this like super weird outrage like on social media that was um. Hey, forget Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow sucks. Like, who sw- who switches their position at 33? Like, there's just all this, like, nuts, oppo Tim Tebow energy that I didn't think I would see. But I didn't see it from anyone who had, like, skin in the game. Like, guys, like guys who were in the know were like, yes, that's that's a solid move. Like, like just out, outlandish reaction guy, he hates this Tim Tebow move. Yeah, I mean, these people are called haters, Fred. These are classic <laughs> grade A haters. And if you don't have haters, Fred, you're not doing it right. So Tim Tebow's doing it right again. Love the guy. And, and 
the Jaguars have like five tight ends already. They don't need another tight end, but they do need Tim Tebow. I think they also signed um, – like I think Jason Witten just got signed too. So Tony Gonzalez got signed. Like they're, they're just signing every tight – no, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't believe any of that to be true. Uh, just touch base with Vital on the other side, so we're going to go to break. We're going to reset the program the right way, and when we get back, um, I don't know, more two-point conversion attempts with Tim Tebow. You're listening to Dave & Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Van is on the road with Chisholm Trail RV this morning. If you want to connect with the show, connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We're back on the program. It's been such a fun morning. Coming in hot, brother. My favorite part about this morning was when I didn't have to see you, Van. That was my favorite part. Yeah, bonus for you. Good well, job. Something for me. Something for me. So, started the show well, off. Be jealous. I'm sitting here with the Nunley family. I got my cute little niece, Murphy, here, who I tried to get her on air, but she refused. She's She's five. So outgoing and brave all the time, but she's shy right now. She's five years reason. old, Van. Um, we, I mean, I don't know as far as the listener, but I don't believe they want access to the five-year-old hot sports take. Well, first off, how dare you? She's five, Van. I want her to give a preview of her softball game. That's not today. a thing. It's hot t-ball. takes for her five-year-old softball it's game. It's at best t-ball. There's no way that it's softball. Well, it's, it's a softball sitting on a tee. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they don't know the difference. It's, what, what is, are you playing the hot corner today, kiddo? What's that? Oh, you're making sandcastles? That's the play out there? Yeah, apparently last game she wasn't paying attention whatsoever and then had her glove on her head. And her mother from the crowd yelled, Sweetie, you need to put your glove on your hand. And she proceeds to grab handfuls of dirt yes. and pours dirt into her glove <laughs> to watch it drizzle through the fingers in the glove. So that's what I have coming up after the show today, and I'm very excited about it. That is the classic five-year-old baseball deal. You know, I used to run a park and rec years ago, and I uh, ran a boys and girls club for years. These are like things I did when I lived in St. Louis. And we used to run youth baseball regularly. So this is like kids as young as, oh gosh, I guess four or five. And then all the way up to the time that they kind of stop, you know, whatever, high school or, or select or whatever they go to do. So these like the evolution of watching a kid start and be terrible, like all the way up to them having like full grasp and concept of the game, is like a really fun growth. Yeah, it's I mean, I'm so excited. Like I mean we saw Trevor Rogers pitch two days ago. And now I get to watch T-ball, so we're, we're seeing the, the end result and then now the beginning, so it's very exciting. The I think it used to stick out to me was how kids would always want to wear like, their batting gloves in the field. It's like, you, you, don't, you don't need those right now, young blood. You don't, you don't need those batting gloves right now. You just need, you just need to go out there. So, but to watch them get up there and go is, is about the best, so. Yeah, yeah, I love that, like, some parents that are too hardcore, they put, like, eye black on their kids and, like... They have sweatbands to go chase butterflies. Like it's ridiculous. I think Just that let the kids have fun. That's for the Instagram. Like I think like <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, that's a big it's part for their, when they got a a kids fan page. Yeah, a big part of youth baseball is like that one team photo that you take that you have forever, and you look back on like every couple of years, and you point to that kid and be like, "I wonder what happened to him," or "I can't remember his name." Like that to me is the like the key of youth baseball. 
Yeah, you got your team picture, and you look back a decade later, and you're like, that one got arrested. Uh, that one's no longer with us. Uh, that one's a drug addict. Yeah. Um, that one is. Uh, that one's a doctor. Yeah. How about that? Look at that. But there's always also the one kid that like now coaches the youth team. Like so, like one kid grew up loving the game. And now his kids play, and you're like, oh, like that's about the sweetest thing ever. Also, like the kids that I play fantasy sports with that like aren't you and your boys, like they're kids I played youth sports with when I was a kid. Like that's still the group I have like into my adulthood. Yeah, I mean, I still have multiple friends from uh, those years. Not like T-ball years, but shortly thereafter, I still have lifelong friends that played youth sports with. Ours was like uh, whatever our parents or however they figured it out. They put us all on one team and then kept us together forever. And it wasn't. It was almost like a thing where it was like when you would like as a schoolyard kid, you would meet up with other kids. It was like, hey, are, are you a are you a blue barracuda or a silver monkey? Yeah, that's like baseball before free agency. Uh-huh. You're a pirate for life. <laughs> and then like you don't realize it, but all your clothes are like black and yellow. And you're like you're like no, I'm totally in on this. That's the thing. Did that and that shapes I think a lot of kids too. Like they especially like here in Albuquerque, right? Like we don't have a pro baseball team. I mean, obviously we have the Ice Toast, which is minor league baseball, which absolutely counts. But you don't have like a major league baseball team to be like, oh, I have to be a whatever fan. So is it so unique to have like the youth team that you're on become the one that you're about? I don't think it's that weird. I mean, yeah, not really. Like when you're in a small town, like you only got one high school, there's no college, there's no pro teams. Everyone's a fan of the high school. Everyone shows up, you know, the Friday night lights vibe. I'm so super- what if your high school team sucks? Like, are, do you just go watch T-ball? Well, and the well, it's not that you go watch T-ball, but I'm saying like you put in allegiance. Like if you play it on like the, the I don't know what is it, like a good T-ball name. If you play it on like the Junior Rockies or whatever, then you're like. The you're, Silver Slammers. Yeah, you're, you're that forever, right? And then also like there's like that, we were just talking about like established friendships from like youth sports. Like you, you then go on to like all those other things that are associated with, right? So yeah, you go to practice and you go to games, but you go to like sleepovers, you can go to birthday parties, and you go to like all these other things that don't have anything to do with sports. But because you had like that youth opportunity with those kids, that's what like forged like your like your friendships, at least for me, for like a decade when I was between five and 15. Oh, 100 percent. When I was a kid, I didn't care about the game. Like it, it took me a few more years to develop my love of sports. I cared about ice cream after the game. I cared about like the pizza party at right. the end of the year. Like, whose mom brought the best snacks? Yeah. Like they, yeah, that was the stuff that mattered. It was like, oh, uh-oh, it's little Stevie's mom's turn. We get oranges and Otter Pops. And, and the day and age now is like, because uh, everyone's so Etsy, you know? Everyone is like so Pinterest to where it's like the moms now put in like so much effort into like youth snacks and stuff. To where it's like, A little keeping up with the Joneses vibe. They <laughs> yeah. have to outdo each other because they all know they got Instagram pages for their kids. And if they don't put cute little bows on the apples and they don't like uh have like silver wrappers to match the silver sluggers team then you know they're they're gonna get ostracized from the friend group like i don't purposely have any kids right like i don't to my knowledge have children if i were to be like oh i need to like settle down and have kids and like set this kind of life up for me i would i want the gal to mother my child who's going to make like a child-based charcuterie board for like after the baseball game. I want little cut out watermelons. I want I want uh cake pops. I want like the whole thing done to where the kids are like, You really know how to go, Miss Slow. Way way to do it. 
<laughs> I would love a kid-themed charcuterie board. <laughs> Not for kids, for me. Like, I want one now. I used to do, uh, I used to run a boys and girls club and I used to do a thing in the morning for the kids because like kids did not want to get excited in the morning, you know, like kids had no interest. So I would do like, uh, I would do like donuts cut up into like little, whatever, like bite sized pizzas. And then you would like throw them into a pile on like a, like a charcuterie board style thing. And all of a sudden now they have like the energy and excitement to do anything. You're like, you, you dumb kids. You just got yeah, tricked. No, you're just pumping them full of sugar. Well, you're not being fancy. You're giving, it's like little children's cocaine is that's what sugar is okay well i mean you're talking about like wedges of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on a charcuterie board so i don't feel like that is so much more classy yeah same same (laughs) (laughs) when we get back we're gonna bring you back to the nfl thanks for being with us this morning as we were figuring it out with you dave and busters presents abq central live from the talk abq studio we're powered by new mexico pinion coffee vans on the road with chisholm trail rv this week and if you want to connect with us you connect with us on the graphic connection hotline 505-246-0610 fm am 6 am the sports animal before we got back from the break i was trying to sneak a selfie for the social media trying to do one where i'm in the studio all by myself because vans on the road with chisholm trail rv he's in flagstaff arizona van how's the weather out there it's absolutely perfect it's a lot like albuquerque here which is a little colder at night freezing at night i was up there for three days last week vidal and flagstaff taking in flagstaff i had to put a coat on i had to put a coat on every single night it gets so cold now the elevation is seven above seven thousand. Yeah, it's uh, seventy three hundred in this neighborhood. Yeah, me, me and Van golfed. Where did we golf the other day, man? Uh, the Continental Country Ooh. Club. Ooh, you hear that, Vital? The country. Wow, you got some cloud up there. In the yeah, spot. it's a it's a beautiful course. I, I think it was private. They only it was just us on the course. They shut the whole thing down for us. <laughs> And one guy dressed like Rodney Dangerfield. Which was <laughs> tremendous. We did. We went up to the Continental and played some golf. Now, Van, I don't know if you know this, Vital, Van is a very good golfer. So, Van was able to to shoot like, like uh, how, how many under par were you, Van? A lot? Well, I don't know how you, uh, I don't know if you know how scoring golf works, but I was way over par. Oh, okay. Well, I but was, I did break 100 again, so okay. I shot a 90. So for every 90 shots that Van takes, I take like 130 shots. So I'm learning. I'm still. Yeah, you put, you put up a nice, clean 136. Yeah, there we go. Which is not bad. Not bad for only the second time you played 18, right? Right, that was the second time I ever played, and we played at a, a country club at 7,000 feet elevation where I thought the ball would soar, but it didn't. <laughs> it, with, with pine trees everywhere and very thin fairways, yeah. It was a good little trip, though. We enjoyed the time immensely. Do you think the Oakland Athletics would do well in Flagstaff? Do you think that's going to be their landing spot? Uh, I don't think the fans are going to come out in droves in Flagstaff. Not enough. Uh, not a big enough population here, okay. but I think they would support them fervently. Uh, Oakland doesn't. They don't care about them at all. What's What's Oakland's problem? <laughs> Don't they like the athletics, like a rich history of Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco and Reggie Jackson and Dennis Eckersley and Raleigh Fingers? Like, don't you want to honor that legacy and make sure your team is happy and stays in this city? Where the Raiders and the athletics play, it's a dump. And then they, over the years, tried to make a 
you know, some kind of goodwill gesture towards those teams to build something. And well, I'd a couple weeks ago, too. the A's came out uh, with an offer to the city, like, hey, you don't have to spend any money. We got this. We just need your help. And they still won't help them out. Well, and didn't like Golden State just leave from there too? Like they went across the bay to San Francisco. They cash strap city. Yeah, like insanely cash strapped too. And they have like so much going on. Like you know, I used to live in Northern California, and it is the roughest place I think I've ever been. Like the Oakland, like downtown, like Chinatown, like East Lake, West Oakland kind of area is as tough as it gets in this country. And the idea that like, hey, you got to put money into. And I don't know if it's from Oakland or Alameda County or however you try to acquire it, but hey, you got to put money into figuring it out. Oakland has just refused to do it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They're going to run another team out of Oakland. So, adios Raiders, adios Golden State Warriors, and adios Oakland A's next. Hey, look, Fred, I'll tell you what. We talked about this last week for Aaron Rodgers' talk, but if um, Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay – for Vegas, I said I announced to the world that I will become a Raiders fan. And you know how much I love the Astros. I'm a diehard Astros fan. Grew up watching them. Everybody knows that. But if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Raiders, I will become a Raiders fan. And I will go full-blown Las Vegas sports fan if the A's move there too. You heard it here first. He isn't going anywhere. You think that at the very last minute, Oakland's going to do what they need to do and keep them there? I think most teams have already got their quarterbacks already planned out. They got their teams after the draft ready to go to start in a couple of months, the OTAs and then the training camp. I don't think there's only a few teams that have the ability to to give what Green Bay wants. And the thing is that Rodgers, he's still under contract, so the leverage goes to the team. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's the smart, reasonable thing to do, but... Uh, we have a radio show here, Vital. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> and we need the TMZ drama all the way up until June oh, 1st. It's, when, it's dripping uh, with drama. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This Oakland team has a couple options that aren't Oakland as far as referring to the athletics. Um, the number one option is Oakland, right? Like the number one option is for them to figure it out and stay there. That's the thing that's easiest. You don't have to disrupt or mess anything else up. But the I feel like a lot of the rest of the country would love to have Oakland. Well, yeah, any major metropolis wants a sports team. So if Oakland is really, really going to move, if the athletics organization is really going to move, there's going to be tons of cities lined up. You know, Nashville wants a team. Vegas wants another baseball team. There's talk about Sacramento, Portland, like uh, the North Carolina area. Like there's all kinds of options. They don't do what's right for the organization. If I were to put money on it, if I were to say, like, hey, here's how it's going to end up, I think my money would be on it ends up in Oakland. I think that's the safest bet. Like, they figure it out. They should figure it out. But like the ex- Sure, just, just like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. Absolutely Athletics are not. staying in Oakland. But that doesn't mean I don't want to drool over a baseball team being in Las Vegas and me going to Las Vegas all the time to watch baseball. Well, I like that better. I would I would be just so absolutely crazy about that because that's a city that would be just so inviting to that. It's a city that's hey, you might not have a lot of hometown fans. You'll have hometown fans. You'll have Vegas and sure. Henderson, absolutely. But like you're going to be able to grab like the surrounding and then all of the tourism and everything that's involved with it. Because when's the last time the Oakland Athletics played in front of a sold out crowd? I'm being serious. 
I don't know, their 21-game win streak when they're in the playoffs. Like, That's yeah, about it. Yeah, when Mark Mulder was there, when Barry Zito was there. All right, and if we're talking completely illogical, irrational speculation, you know what's got a really nice ring to it? No, don't do it because I want to do it after the break because I want to give it all <laughs> the respect that it deserves. <laughs> Okay, I'm dropping it after the break. Well, because we, we got a little distracted on it is what happened. But no, sure. yeah, there's. I think there's there's legitimately eight options, eight, ten options of where if, if the athletics went, they would look really good, and we're going to break that down in length after the break. And we're going to grab the break just a minute early because I'm going to call you on the phone, Van. Okay. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Van's on the road with Chisholm Trail RV this week. If you want to connect with us, Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610, FM and AM 610, the sports animal. 9 a.m., Albuquerque, and welcome back to the program. We're having a lot of fun this morning. It's been baseball talk for a little bit. We covered the NBA. We covered Trevor Rogers as he was in Phoenix this past weekend, pitching for the Marlins against the Diamondbacks. Had a lot of fun with that. Van and I attended that. Van is currently on the road with Chisholm Trail RV, and he is in Flagstaff. The phone lines are open for you with the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're talking about the relocation and possibilities of where the Oakland Athletics could end up. Van, are you ready? Oh, you're going to drop it now. No, no, no. I'm going to give them all, but then I'm, st- I'm going to give you the big one. Okay, excellent. So we have, Ready to go. We have Vegas in the mix. The Vegas, all right, I'm going to give you a team. You give me a team name, okay? Las Vegas what? Athletics. No, it's the Aces. It's got to be the Aces. <laughs> yeah, I like it a lot. I mean, the team there already is the Aces. Is that correct? The minor league Triple, team? Yeah, the AAA affiliate is the Aces. Reno, that's Reno. Oh, Reno is the Aces. Yeah, so okay. that's incorrect. You know nothing. As the usual. <laughs> the uh, Portland. Do you think Portland would be a strong possibility? Yeah, they're they're pulling really hard for it. I guess there's fans there. I know their Timbers team, like their soccer team, does really well. Yeah, I mean the Portland Trailblazers. They're practically a cult. Their fan base is so fervent. I think baseball would do great there. Yeah, that's a good point, too. And the idea that fans would come out and support in Portland, I believe, is true. But I don't necessarily know if they're going to do it 181 times a year, right? Like, that's that's a lot of times to commit, especially when there's so much going on in Portland. And Portland is such a – I'm about to just rip on Portland. Let's do it. Portland is such a terrible city. Like, there's well, first off, Portland is lovely. No, it is not. The city itself is lovely. No. You're talking about Portlandites. Yeah, Portlandians are the worst. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's nothing fun about them. They don't have their own personality. They, they want to combine hip and scene into some sort of lumberjack culture of weed and Birkenstocks and uh, a libertarian party. Like, it's, it's all just too weird for me. It's like hating everything is their identity. Yes, but they can't do it in groups together because if they do that, then they have to hate that group. I was a Portland Vegans fan before it was cool. It's not a real thing. They just got the team last year, Steve. <laughs> he shows up in an athletics hat, but he does it, yeah. like, very unironically. He, like, repaints it, like, Portland colors, whatever they would so choose to be. 
Would it be the Portland hipsters or the Portland vegans? It, it would. <laughs> they would do both. both. The, por- the Portland hip vegans. They're like, we, we're going to refuse to use any sort of like, uh, it, all right, we need synthetic baseballs only. Which Portland I think patchouli. That's, I like that. That's actually pretty good. Uh, Portland, to me, is not the one because it's just not going to get the love that it deserves. And this athletics team, which doesn't win enough, like they're not good enough. The, they would have to be like front runners because that's what Portland needs. So Portland is not going to get them. Yeah, I feel like Portland would, would cancel baseball in Portland because the MLB didn't let Jackie Robinson into the league like two years earlier. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> this happened 70 years ago, Portland. Chill out. For your discretions. <laughs> the Nashville is my favorite little city in the country, Van. Was that your surprise pick? Uh, that is not a surprise whatsoever. I think Nashville would do great with a baseball team. It is, when's the last time you've been to Nashville? Uh, I did one weekend a long time ago. Okay, if I tell you I've been to Nashville? That, like, yeah, great city. It's a great city. The last 10 years of Nashville. Oh, good. No, hey, I'm, I'm a filthy liar. I've been to Memphis. I've never been to Nashville. Oh, no, Memphis is the worst. Like, <laughs> Memphis is not Nashville. Nashville. Hey, let's, let's go on the road with Chisholm Trail RV and let's go to Nashville. I would absolutely do that. But it's like a Vegas of the East, except it's like um, only country. Like, it will, in rhythm and blues, in Western. But they don't do like any of the other sort of like entertainment stuff that you would find like in Vegas. And but but it's the coolest little city. They support the football team real well. The university. It's it's a good city. I think a baseball team would strive there. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Does Montreal deserve another opportunity? Uh, well, they shouldn't have got their team stolen from them in the first place. Uh, the the '80s and early '90s Expos hat and jersey combo is one of the best in MLB history. Joe Carter was a staple there for a long time. I think if Montreal were to get a team, I wouldn't have a strong opposition to that. Obviously, we're doing baseball talk, and we do baseball talk. The phone lines light up, and joining us on the Graphic Connection hotline right now is Lenny. Lenny, welcome to the program. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Doing well, fella. Morning, Lenny. Well, the, the A's are a good small market team, and I think they're going to end up in just Vegas. I agree. Yeah, that'd be and my favorite you, landing spot. Give me a reason to go to Vegas, Lenny. Uh, have you been to their stadium in Oakland? I have it's one the time. It's bathroom in the country. <laughs> it's not great. It's not great at okay. all. Okay, the sight line when the Raiders played there was so horrendous that when you sat on the lower level, you felt like you were in the third deck at any other football game. <laughs> it's just horrendous for them to be staying there. And let them go to Vegas. I mean, they could, you know... They could play at the Raiders Stadium and let them just retrofit it for uh, baseball games. No, you got to build them a new uh, one. That's the reason why they're not. That's the reason why they're leaving. And they're the most expensive ticket in football. The most expensive ticket in football is week five next year when Tampa Bay goes to New England. Well, that's week four. uh, And that's the game that Brady (laughs) breaks. No, but that's just for one game. But overall, on a season ticket or individual ticket, game by game, the Raiders have the most expensive ticket in football. That Aviators Park down there in Vegas is very nice, where the minor league team plays. I don't know if any really yeah. you guys have been, but you could. Yeah, I yeah, guess you I could mean, throw yeah, the, the Metro staff, the AAA team out there. Exactly. 
you could throw the Oakland A's in there for one season if you had to. I mean, it wouldn't be perfect. It wouldn't be ideal. It'll take a year and a half to two years to build the stadium yeah. once it's approved. Well, you know how these guys are in Vegas, though. They could put up a hotel in six weeks. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, if they make a deal with the Raiders, I think, Raiders, I think Davis would play nice and let them do something at that stadium. Yeah, well, and it would be the way to spotlight it to start. Because if if you were going to bring the team and you needed whatever amount of years to build the thing, you, they're already used to playing in a football field. Like they don't care. Right. right. They, no, but, and they and they got to get out of Oakland. I mean, and then it'll raise the value of the team. It'll raise their value where they can start paying players more. Because there's players in the league that make more than the whole cumulative payroll of the Raiders. That's crazy. The the athletics. Right, I mean we're athletics, but yet the athletics are in first place for now because they because they play, <laughs> but they always do it with a good farm system because they can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. They have the best so, baseball movie. Well, of all I'll time. tell you, I'll tell you how to get the A's to Vegas. Mark Davis needs to start a GoFundMe, and he'll say, "You guys can play in my stadium for a year, and I'll get a haircut." And no, the that's internet not will happen go crazy. Because then he's not going to be able to play in any of the future Star Wars movies because he already has helmet head. You can't get that, you know. When so we- now let's talk a little be- basketball for the weekend and where you think the Lakers are going to end up. Oh gosh! Two games to go. Do they make it into the top six at six, or do they have to suffer through the play-in and then have a LeBron whining? They better. They better be in the play-in. Well, I think it's a better Portland story if they're out, in the play-in. In. If Portland loses one and the Lakers win two and they got an easy two games today and tomorrow, then they're, they'll finish at six. Well, as we say easy two games, I mean, I think the Lakers only have like five or six more wins than the Pacers, who they have tonight. So it's not like that is – it's that's not a sure thing. And then the Pelicans, that's obviously a little bit of a different story. Well, we'll just see what happens. I don't think the Lakers are going to make it to the finals. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to end up being uh, Utah against uh, Philly. I got more on that whenever we talk NBA, but I don't think it's Philly, and I think that's going to be a surprise to the fan. Well, no, I'm mean, saying is I'm a Nick a fan, but I don't know with the Nets, you know, if Kyrie's going to be healthy – you know, Harden said, you know, they haven't played but a handful of games, all three of them, all season. Yeah, and when they do, they're going to be an absolute force yeah. to be reckoned with. Now, now let's take the flip side of that. And I don't want to take too much away from when you're going to talk to it. They don't have a low post player. DeAndre Jordan doesn't cut it. Claxton weighs 210 pounds at six foot 11. So that's why they've been trying to play Blake Griffin more at the five. But he's only six nine, so if he goes up against somebody like Embiid, he's going to get worked for forty points a night. Well, if anyone goes against Embiid, they're going to get worked for forty points every night. Right. And same thing if they have to go up against Giannis. The East is more interesting to me than the West, except for the first round. Right. And then the other thing is, and I'll let you guys go after this: is some sportscaster last week said that if Jokic wins the MVP, it would be the worst pick in thirty-five years. Okay. And, like, why? He set all type of records for what a big man is doing. No big man has ever accomplished what he's done in rebounds, points, and assists in a season. Yeah, that's that statement is asinine. I mean, that's... I mean, to me, the worst MVP of the past 30 years has been Steve Nash. 
I agree with you on that one. Well, I mean, back to back, though. I mean, he's not. I, if if you're going by a lot of like modern NBA metrics, like per and WAR and uh, forty eight, then Luka Doncic is literally having the third best season of all time right now. Great, but look at what happened when the Nuggets lost Jamal Murray. Everyone thought the season was over, and they've lost what two, three games since without him. And Jokic is running point point center. Oh, I said Doncic. Excuse me, Jokic. Yeah. The worst. Doncic is going to be up there too. He should have an MVP within two years. But I mean, you, everyone to say that that's to be the worst pick in thirty-five years. No. If Jokic, if Embiid would have played a whole season, or maybe have missed only ten games instead of twenty-three, I'd say okay, maybe give it him. But I can't see giving somebody the MVP and missing twenty-three games in a seventy-two game season. Versus somebody who's missed two. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The worst MVP of all time is Bob McAdoo. Fight me. It's Bob McAdoo. Hey, come on. He played, it was all offense. He just didn't know that he had to play defense. Lenny, I appreciate when you take the time. I appreciate when you call the program. We got to grab a break. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Lenny. I really like Lenny. Now that we're vaccinated, we got to invite Lenny to something. I'm in. I know. <laughs> I'm super into. When we get back, we're going to put a bow on this. As uh, We teased it long enough, but you're going to give us the one spot where the athletics are going to end up. And then I'm going to tell you why Steve Nash is about a million times better than, I don't know, Wes Unseld. I don't know who else would be like an MVP that I want to bury. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. We've had a lot of fun this morning. Just far this morning, we've talked NBA, we have talked MLB, we talked a little bit of NFL. I want to take a second to talk USS. I trip over my words all the time. USL Championship. I don't know how I work in radio. New Mexico United got that home opener tonight, Van. Yeah, baby. How excited are you? If I hey, if I was in Albuquerque tonight, that's exactly where I'd be. But I'm four and a half hours away. <laughs> Austin Bold. Austin Bold. That's not a person. That's a team. So they'll be here tonight. They're going to play down there at the uh, Rio Grande Credit Union Field down there at Isotopes Park. I will be there for certain. I touched base with friend of the show, friend in real life, Brandon Ortega. So we're going to make the effort to spend a little bit of time together and enjoy the game. So if you see us walking around, please make sure you come up and say hi to Brandon first because it will hurt his feelings if you don't. I'm excited to see I'm you. Out of, I'm out of town for one week, and you already replaced me with star of TV and radio, back-to-back New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year, mm-hmm. KOB TV's own Brandon Ortega. There's going to be like 9,000 people down there tonight. You break up with me that fast and replace me. There's going to be 9,000 people, and you're pointing out the one person I'm going to be with. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> So Coach Troy and all those guys, I'm sure they're insanely excited. Um, I'm excited for guys like, I don't know, like Cody Mazzell. Like, I'm excited for, like, like the goalkeeper. I'm excited for, like, Devin Sandoval. I'm excited for, like, just, like, the eruption of emotion and support that this team's going to get. And this is New Mexico where, like, traditionally you show up on New Mexico time. You show up late. You do whatever you want. Like, that's – I'm not making fun of you, New Mexican. That's just the existence here. Do not be yeah, late ex- to this I'm excited one. for the curse. You yeah. know how crazy the supporter section is going to go after two years of not having a game there? 
Well, and now with the CDC saying like, "Hey, you're fully vaxxed, forget the mask, man." Like I'm outdoors. like you're outdoors. Like you trust all these boys? Get it. Because I would have like an unease. I would have a discomfort. I won't now. I, I'm glad you believe in science and you're listening to Fauci and the CDC. Well, so. I don't know anything. I just know that I know who I need to trust. I'll tell you the one I was weird on was when they were like, yeah, you should wear two masks. That one I was a little apprehensive on. Hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I already got one. Like, what's the problem? Yeah, I got the one. The one works. I don't need to wear two condoms. The one works. So Austin Bold is coming to town to take on the United tonight. I believe kickoff is 7.30? Question mark? I'm out of town. I don't know. I'm okay. on vacation. I believe it's 7.30 start. So uh, I think there may be tickets available. I don't know exactly how true that is, but definitely New Mexico uh, UTD.com. You'll be able to go there and check that out. Um, I will be there for sure. Star TV and radio in front of Real Life Brandon Ortega will be there. We will be around the venue. Uh, I know they have the press box set up for – I think it's in like one of the dugouts or something like they got it set up in that sort of way. So we'll get down there for sure and check out all the social media at talk ABQ. Give you a little bit of insight, a little um, behind the scenes stuff, because that's the kind of stuff we do. But uh, yeah, it's going to be about as good as it could possibly be tonight. Get down there. Show them how the sausage is made, Fred. I don't know what that sentence was, but yes. (laughs) I'm literally looking up the seat chart right now to see if there's anything available. There's some, yeah, there's some available, like very few, but there's some. Yeah, there's only like 30 seats left. Um, there's a shade more because they opened up that um, oh, like upper section behind the home plate there, uh, like the club seating. But oh, other- nice. Yeah, but otherwise, yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of it. Um, so there you go. So it looks like you can get in for, well, very low, so like under 30 bucks, like like you're in you're in the game. I know we were busy this week, but we got to do we got to do a ticket giveaway next week. Let's let's get a hold of our boys, get them on the show, and we'll do we'll do we'll do a giveaway. The United just came through for me for a fundraiser for Big Brothers Big Sisters Mountain Region. We're doing a golf scramble next week in Gallup, which we'll be live from. We will be live from Gallup, New Mexico next week. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, we're going to do it. I believe it's Fox Run out there. Um Van, they had so many teams come out for the Big Brothers Big Sisters Golf Scramble Mountain Region that they had to expand the tournament to two days. Oh, how impressive. How crazy is that? So I like, love that support. I mean, is that because people want to support Big Sisters so much or they're just so bored and starved for entertainment? I'm going to go with they want to support. That's my answer. Okay, I like yeah. that one way better too. And we'll talk about it at length next week. But, like, here's some of the people who helped me help them. Because, you know, I, I, was, I do stuff with Big Brothers Big Sisters. I'm, like, a big fan. So I reached out to a bunch of individuals in the community to help with, uh, like, donations for, like, the silent auction. Um, the runners helped. So the runners donated. The gladiators donated. The United donated. Um, currently working with the isotopes on figuring that out. But we'll have it done by the time that that starts. I, I believe Cumulus is going to donate. The city of Albuquerque donated some zoo tickets. Like there's, I could keep going. Um, Astro Zombies donated, Top Golf donated, like all these like little organizations that we met, or cities, or excuse me, all these businesses that we met through this this job here, is uh, helping me help Big Brothers Big Sisters with some fundraising stuff. So how very exciting! We'll be live from Gallup next week, and we're gonna have a lot of fun out there at, uh, I believe it's Fox Run. 
Man, we are just so fortunate to have so many great fans and friends in the community and really helping us out with all of our random endeavors that we do. I need to get a hobby where I don't work all the time, Vital. That's my problem. I just, I like, mean, is it work? You know, is it work? Helping others? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard for me. I hate it. I hate helping people. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a giant Grinch. We've got a couple minutes here to wrap up athletics talk. All right, Van, give us your surprise city on who's going to get the athletics and how excited you are for New Orleans to have a professional baseball team. <laughs> Already, Vital. Okay, drum roll, please. It's not a that's real a, sound effect that we have. So. That's a long ellipsis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it has a beautiful ring to it. The structure's already there. Okay. Just got to add a few more seats. The Albuquerque Athletics. Okay, that's not going to be. Oh, come, come on. on. <laughs> <laughs> a boy can dream, right? Let's bring, let's bring a squad to the city. We, it's, come on, guy. <laughs> like, we got a million people in the area. We have almost a million people in the area. That is correct. Yeah, we can get 25,000 people a game, right? You're over here like, uh, uh, Amazon's here now. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. The Albuquerque Amazonians. That's not my surprise city. My surprise city was Mexico City. Well, that's not a surprise. That would be a very smart pick. That's where they should go. Like, your pick was bad. My pick is very good. You would have an entire country supporting one team. Similar to the Toronto Blue Jays. Sim- similar to Mexico and the Dodgers. <laughs> yes, very similar to that. But instead of the Dodgers, and I'm telling you what happened quickly, like one generation, talking about my generation. Every baseball fan in Mexico, and spoiler alert, listener, there's a lot of them. Yeah, the Mexican League is very well supported there. You put one Major League Baseball team down there, though, I'm telling you. Game changer. And- and Mexico City's not that far away by no. plane. It's closer than Seattle. Yeah. I, like I Seattle, think. Seattle to New York, San Diego to Boston. Miami like that, to Seattle. That's, that's further than Kansas City to Mexico City. It's no big deal. And I think it's the same, same time zone. I don't really know that. You'd have to change their name. You couldn't be the uh, Mexico City Americans or whatever it is, Athletics. You would need like a like a cool like equator name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the DFA Coyotes. What is that? Uh DFA, Distrito Federal. It means like like DC, like Washington DC. Oh, Mexico okay. City is like DFA. I didn't know that. Yeah, so Mexico City Coyotes. What's or, co- uh, what is that word? Uh that's a that's a person who sneaks people across the border. Oh my gosh, no you can't. <laughs> About the Aztecs. Yeah, the Aztecs. Thank you, Vital. Aztecs would be a, an actual good answer. You can't name them the Mexico City Caravans. Gosh. That would be the play, though. Because you would get every Mexican. You would get every Mexican-American. I believe all those like Pan-American islands, like all those Caribbean islands. Caribbean? Caribbean? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Caribbean? I'm just saying. You're just basically printing money. Yeah, why not? Why not San Juan, Puerto Rico? Yeah, they love baseball down there. Yeah, well, that's too far, guys. Let's be realistic. And it's kind of the United States. It's kind of America. You think of the Virgin Islands. 
Similar to, like, Tim Tebow's from Jacksonville. Tim Tebow you now know, plays for you know Jacksonville. Mike Vitale took a vacation to the Virgin Islands one time? And? Now it's just called the islands. That's not true. <laughs> I've never been there. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's a very good name. A different for, Mike. Yeah, it's a different Mike is what it was. I'm into this Mexico City idea, though. Put the A's down there. Change to the Aztecs because you could keep the same A logo. Or get close, anyways. Nah, you don't want to keep the same logo. You got to rebrand. You do. You get Sell a cool new jerseys, one. new hats. You get like a Mayan calendar one. I recognize that Aztecs and Mayans are different. That was, I mean, I'm not trying to be socially ignorant here. <laughs> Culturally ignorant, historically ignorant. <laughs> Some kind of ignorant. I'm into it, though. That's what I do with them. I put them in Mexico. I like all the options, except Portland. No, I, I don't want to hear people complain all the time. Nashville's great. New Orleans is great. Uh, Mexico City's great. They only draft Las, out. Las, Las Vegas, please give me more reasons to go to Las Vegas. They only. What's the lead singer of uh, the Beach Boys? What's his name? Mike Love. Brian Jones. Or, yeah, Brian Wilson. Brian like Brian they, Wilson. Yeah, they only draft guys with Brian Wilson style beards. <laughs> that's how the tem- that's how the Portland team works. Yeah, Brian Wilson, nice. the pitcher, not the, not the Beach Boy. I'm in on it though. Put him in Mexico City. Print money. Take a break, man. Yeah, let's come back too. <laughs> yeah, we'll take a break and we'll come back. I love it. When we get back. Uh, you want to talk Kentucky Derby? I'm in. Horse talk. When we get back, Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Vans on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline five zero five two four six zero six ten ninety five point nine FM AM six ten. The Sports Animal. All right, we're back at it, and we're having a lot of fun with it. Okay, you guys familiar with the Kentucky Derby? Are you guys familiar with this? I like whiskey and big hats. It's same. 100% same. Mint juleps? Sure. A super high out of his gourd, Wes Welker, walking around just handing $100 <laughs> bills to people. <laughs> That's so sweet. You know that story, Vitale? No, I did not know so that. So Wes Welker wins big whatever at the Kentucky Derby. How many years ago was this, man? Like Small handful. Small handful of years. So, And I don't have this article up. This is all from memory, Vitale. So Wes Welker wins big on this bet, and he's just rolling on Molly, allegedly. Allegedly. And he goes up to all of these fans and just starts handing them $100 bills. It's like Dennis Rodman used to do. Who had his 59th birthday yesterday, Dennis Rodman. Don't know if you knew that. Aw. Happy birthday, Big Dan. So Wes Welker got <laughs> won a ton of money was allegedly rolling really hard. And can you imagine like being like, because there's a lot of Patriots fans, right? There's a lot of Miami Dolphins fans. That's how people remember Wes Welker, correct, from the Miami Dolphins? Naturally. And to be like, oh, my gosh, there's Wes Welker. I think I'm going to walk up to him and meet him, and this is going to be a cool moment. I'm asking him to take a picture. I'm so very excited to meet Wes Welker. And his allegedly super high rear gives you $100 and tells you he loves you. <laughs> what? And he's got like Vicks Vapor Rub. 
on his neck and like he's sucking on a pacifier and just dancing around and there's no music whatsoever. <laughs> Those are all uh, ecstasy tropes, if, if the loyal <laughs> listener didn't know that. Just living the dream. <laughs> okay, so the Kentucky Derby was, what, last weekend? And there's a winner. Cool. There's a winner every year. That's to be expected. The amount of money bet on this thing is unreal, guys. It's something like multiple billions of dollars. So then there's like payoffs and there's payouts and there's what's raked or whatever. But we're talking billions. We're not talking millions. We're talking billions of dollars. So this kid or this horse, Medina Spirit, that's the big winner. So congratulations to them. Here's where it gets tricky, man. Sure. Did you know in this sport where there's billions of dollars on the line, people will cheat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Similar to boxing. Similar, Similar to business. <laughs> Similar, Similar to, to the stock market. Similar to everything. Similar to drug dealers. Gosh. Similar to anything that involves money. Similar people to cheat. local mechanic. <laughs> like, you just, people just cheat all the time. So now, because these people that are known to cheat all the time got caught cheating, the horse racing world is in turmoil. It's upside down. Uh, known cheater gets caught cheating. Yeah. Do you remember how, like, produced and, like, um, like how poorly acted like Jerry Springer was in the late nineties. Why just the late nineties? Well, I don't know if it was on past then, <laughs> but like, that's what this is where you're like, you're just waiting for the like crowd to go. What? All right. So Medina's spirit and a couple other horses that don't matter. They were tested for drugs because the guy that owns them, this Bob Baffert character, he, Uh, cheats he's like a known cheater so they get tested they're all cleared they're all good to go cool they go and race this medina spirit wins gets tested and is a cheater now i can't tell you about how much like a pictogram is i don't is that a lot van uh that is like one of the smallest units of measurement on earth uh a picogram is one trillionth of a gram what? I don't even know how they measure it. One trillionth of a gram is a picogram. Well, I already don't trust these results. And, but so. there's 21 of them. <laughs> 21 picograms in his system. Betamethasone. No clue what that is. Well, um, there's the word meth right in the middle. <laughs> so I bet it gave the horse a little bit of energy. So, but usually it's a, a cortical steroid, so it just basically mocks cortisone. So it's like an anti-inflammatory muscle healer, like taken in small. Like you give it to humans. Oh, do you? Like, oh, do you? Yeah, some people with like certain conditions, you just give it to humans for uh, muscle relaxation and anti-inflammatory purposes. But if you take it on the day of a race, it mimics like performance-enhancing energy increasing uh results medina spirit was allegedly given an ointment with this stuff in it 
a couple days before the derby. I don't know how long it takes to get through horse skin or hair or whatever, but yeah. So anyway, so these uh, pharmacology experts say this horse is a dirty freaking cheater. Uh, The whole sanctity of the sport is ruined. Uh, Nothing is going to ever be okay again. Oh, except they can race in the Preakness next week. (laughs) Yeah, like there's the outcry for this trainer and owner and the horse. I mean, and the poor horse, like, you guys take it easy on this horse. It's not like he was in his stall snorting lines to, like, get a little pick-me-up for the race. Like, somebody stabbed him with something. It's not on him. Take it easy on the horse. Apparently, it's a cream. It's not even like a oh, stabbing. It, it, oh, okay. It's you don't even stab him. Just massage it into his little uh, horsey butt cheeks and makes you run faster. It's like that episode of, of Seinfeld. It's a balm. Oh, I thought you were talking about the the poppy seed muffin episode. Yeah, well, the same. same. Okay. Still very relevant 30 years later. Yeah, right. How wide are we? This Baffert guy, he's like a character. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's like the white hair horse helmet guy. He yeah, says, he's like Mark Davis, but with yeah. horses. Billions of dollars. Gets, so insane. Gets caught all the time for this kind of stuff, too. Like he's been doing it for like decades. I'm in on it. I hope the same horse wins again, but like there's a new drug in his system this time. Like this horse can win on any drug you give him. Like he's so talented, like they, they rubbed a bunch of Xanax on his gums and he still won anyways. If the preakness goes to this horse, I'm in on Belmont. You gonna bet on Belmont? If it doesn't, though, like if anyone else wins, I'm not going to watch Belmont. I don't care about that. I'm really not into horse racing whatsoever. No. NBC like, Sports tells uh, you. I like treating you. animals with dignity and respect. Uh, but uh, I like the parties involved. Like Kentucky, Kentucky Derby parties are awesome. Do you think the horses don't love, like, the horse racing life? I feel like you're treated really well if you're like a horse racing horse. Well, you're treated pretty good, but you still, like, have all that undue pressure. You can't just, like, roam around the fields and be a horse. I I think horse racing horses that aren't injured really enjoy retirement, if you know what I mean, brother. Yeah, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. There was 51,000 people at this event. In person? Yeah. Oh, it's Kentucky. Never mind. <laughs> The Indianapolis 500, I think, is at the end of May. That will definitely beat that. So the Preakness Stakes will be – that's today, right? Is that right? Oh, I have no idea. I'm on vacation. I did no I'm homework whatsoever. Vital, it's today, right? I guess. I uh, <laughs> I thought it was next week. I think it's that's today. That's your big horse guy, Vital. Yeah, Vital. Uh, no. I'm, I'm certain it's today. And by certain, I mean, like, maybe. You're certain. When you say you're certain, that means you just Googled it. No, it is. No, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly sure that I'm 100% certain that it is. Yeah, it's today. That's what I meant to say. I totally just looked it up. It's absolutely sure. today. So Saturday, May 15th. Post time is 6.50 p.m. Eastern time. I do like the parties for the Kentucky Derby, like you said, but I don't make an effort to watch horse racing otherwise. It's 
how much time do you put? I don't even know when the race would be. Like, and do you like tune in early for coverage? No. And watch like watch the warm up races. Well, I don't think they warm up. I think they just get the one race. No, no, no. I mean, like the other races. They're not. There's not just the one race. There's oh, a bunch prelims. of other races. Prelims. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, I don't know. You ever like do that? You ever bet on horses? If I'm there in person, I'll put a wildly uneducated guess bet on something just to have fun with it. There's there is something fun with like a two dollar like trifecta or like super trifecta because then you got some skin in the game. Sure. Like my favorite sports better is the guy who bets on horses. As I go. Oh, this uh, this trainer, you know, he's he's got the best uh, he's got the best stud, and all these these uh, they're all turning two this year, and they got the best jockey, blah blah blah. I mean, the kind of the way they come pack the dirt, the the way they 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 shave the heels to where it grabs the dirt better, and they run to. You don't know it's a horse. Horses just run. You don't know who's gonna win. Get out of here, horse prognosticator. Grow up. I'm going to take this guy to show. And, uh, I, all right, so i got a win place show here, but if we can do a Quinella, I'd be in on that too. I know that's less tough than an Exacta, so I'm on the side I'm going to place an Exacta bet. Um, the thing that gets really interesting, though, if we go like a super high five, I know that's like a lotto-like kind of style, but if we could like, I don't know, uh, put all the money that I can't afford to lose on it. <laughs> what are you doing, horse betting racer better? Here's who I'm betting on. Hey, Bob Baffert, are you rubbing <laughs> meth all over your horse again? Okay, I'll bet on this one. This is the one I'm betting on. There's like, actually, let's go a little bit more into this because there's a lot of like weird exotic bets, right? Like, There's a lot of like confusion with if you should even do this. But some people make off. Like Some people live this way. It's a big part of the culture where I grew up. When we get back. How weird it is to bet on stuff. David Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Vans on the road this week with Chisholm Trail RV. And if you're connecting with us, you're connecting with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. Joining us via the Graphic Connection Hotline at 10 a.m., will be David Carl of the New Mexico United to talk about the game tonight. Oh, what a dude. I'm going to shoot him a text right I'm now. I'm so excited I'm gonna for shoot him, him I'm going to shoot him one text right now on the air. I'm putting him on the spot. Are you now? I'm going to see if he can get me a, a voucher for a snack tonight. <laughs> snack vouchers? <laughs> you could just ask him on air. You don't got to text him. He's about to be on. Well, I don't want him to be surprised. You could just ask him. I want a little nacho boy. <laughs> Can't get Speaking the boy of nachos, out of here. I had some I had some lovely nachos at Chase Field. Where the Diamondbacks play? Where we were like two days ago? Yes. But I tell you, you know, you get a discount there if you have a Chase credit card. Hey, they just let the fans walk in because there's not enough Diamondbacks fans <laughs> anymore after they get rid of or sell off their top stars. They got one world championship. They're good. They're the, pretty good. The greatest Diamondback of all time is Houston Astro Luis Gonzalez. No. Who's better? Who, who, who you got? Also, you get a huge discount if your name's Chase. Yeah, that's a weird thing, too. I know a guy named Chase, and he they, gave, they just gave him season tickets. 
Chase Daniel. I've never chased Daniel. Okay. Is he pretty fast? Yes. All right, here are the most dangerous picks, okay? So if you were to do a pick six, are you familiar with the pick six by Let me walk you through it. No, I know. You're talking about Matt Schaub? Okay. That's, that's a very good one. <laughs> you must correctly select the winners of six consecutive races. All six must win in the order you collect. The ultimate jackpot wager in the racing industry, not for the cautious type. Okay, what are the odds? If you bet a thousand bucks on a pick six, you can win a million bucks. Okay, well, there's a reason that it has those kind of odds. <laughs> yes. Because it's friggin' impossible. It's impossible. Also, the super high five. Your horses must finish first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Oh, the super clock. high five. That's every time I give a high five to you and I have to jump. On a $2 bet, you can win three grand. I would do that. Those are pretty long odds. I think I think I would do that. Aren't there more than five horses in a race? I mean, you got $2 laying around. Hey, Vital, can I get two bucks? Just I go spend... through your couch. Yeah, if you, you need it. <laughs> but I, I get I get cut if you win big. No, you obviously get a cut. No, you'll get your $2 back. Yeah, you get your original investment, first of all. Oh, wait and a minute. And another $2. You got to win. Got to get those horses all lined up five you in a row. You get to double your money. They have, like, apps and stuff now. You don't even have to go to the the, the track. You just you do it on your phone. They used to do these uh, $2 Thursdays at the horse track by where I grew up. And you could get, I think it was, like, I don't know. It was called $2 Thursday. I don't know what else about it. But it was, like, you would get in, and it was, like, $20, which doesn't make sense with the name. But you would get into, like, this, like, I don't know, party zone thing, and it was, like, buffet food and like huge $2 beers, just hang out all night. So instead of calling it $2 Tuesday, which makes actual sense, they call it $2 Thursday, and think it's it $20 to get in. Yeah, but then you get $2 beers. Where is this? It was in St. Louis. I'm never going there. <laughs> I don't remember the name of the track. Fairmont, maybe? Do you like? I have a little bit of money that I could gamble. But I don't, like, have any sort of con- – I don't have the interest is what it is. Like, putting money on, like, like a football game or a basketball game, I'm super into. This horse racing thing, though, I don't think the high is there for me long enough. Sure. Like, when it, whenever I go to the horse races, my reasoning for when I bet is I sit there and I watch the horses walk by and whatever horse makes eye contact with me and goes <laughs> – that's the one I bet on. So I bet that one to win. And then whoever has the lightest jockey, I bet on that one too. LASIK was a big part of it. Whenever I was like going to the horse track regularly, it was like which horse had recently got LASIK surgery? What? Yeah, because they give, they give horses LASIK surgery now. They're not running an obstacle course. They just run straight. I don't know enough to tell you what it means or how it affects anything, but, like, as a guy who wears contacts every day, 
it's easy. Life is easier when you can see clearly. Uh, that makes sense. These horses aren't hitting 90-mile-an-hour sliders. They're just running on flat ground. All right, I'm Googling this. Horses with LASIK. I think it's also a thing, too, like if a horse races during the day or night. I'm also under the impression that horses have different eye colors. Like, I know that's not, like, that, like, clever of a statement. But I, I, feel, I feel that, like, fair-eyed horses don't race as well during the day. Oh, my God, that's weird. I'm telling you. They do, they do LASIK on horses for, like, a, for blood flow reasons. Yeah. Oh, my God. But it's, like, the standard This now. is so creepy. It, it was like forward thinking. It was like Tommy John surgery. But now now just all of them get it no matter it's what. Tommy John surgery for horses. I'm dead serious. Okay. That's how crazy this culture is. When I used to go, there would be a guy that would sit and make picks for you for five bucks. You'd be like, whatever, here was the book for the day or whatever. And he's like, hey, these are these going to be – It's like it's like this old-timey – like black guy with like a like a brimmed hat and a cigar and he's like hey young blood you don't looks like you don't know what you're doing give me five bucks i'll give you my picks for today and the horse track was like yeah that's cool that makes sense (laughs) okay horse racing did i see there was like a class action lawsuit too like they're gonna try to sue you're gonna sue a horse you're gonna sue a horse I don't know if this is going to get you anywhere. Like, I guess you could sue the owner, I guess. You, you could sue the derby, I guess. How are you going to sue a horse? Like, are you going to have to, like, sell the glue and then pay them the person back later? You're talking about killing the horse and turning it into glue. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, no. It was a glue factory joke. What I'm saying is, if you sue, if you, if we pick up like a culture where you can sue sports for cheating, like that's dumb. Like sports are made for cheating. Yeah, like um, fringe lineup pitchers have been suing the Astros because it ruined their career. Have the they? Year they che- yes, multiple pitchers have tried to sue the Astros because they said their cheating scandal made their pitching even worse and they didn't make the team thus losing career earnings okay i found the article so yeah so this bob baffert cat is being sued by all these people who didn't win or did win and now i guess they didn't win but if i'm at the derby i'm like taking my cash that moment i'm not going to give that back no, no, you, he's already cashed that check. Yeah, I don't care for that at all. And, and I get, like, the intensity of it. If you're like, oh, yeah, put a thousand bucks down. Like, I want my, you know, give me, I should have won. Give me my money. Uh, Bob? You know the sport is bogus. Like, you know that before you start. Yeah, if it wasn't such like a multi-million dollar 
or billion dollar industry horse racing probably would have been canceled right now you know with the cancel culture we got going on it is weird i'm not big in the exploitation of animals that's like slave uh, stuff i'm super surprised this is still going on we're going to break when we get back david carl the new mexico united is going to join us talk about what's going on in the lab tonight Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. 10 a.m., so that puts us at, what, like nine hours away exactly from the United kicking off their, I don't know, the first home sports anything it really feels like. Joining us now is I mean, we're the, the, the Topes had games last week. The but Topes did have games last week. We truly miss the New Mexico United and Albuquerque. Because they're going to put 9,000 people on Monumental the event tonight. Yeah. Albuquerque is going to go absolutely bonkers, and I'm so excited for them. We talked about it earlier. We talked about visiting the website and how there's some tickets available. But also, we're going to give a couple of them away, and we're going to do that after we wrap with David Carl today. David Carl, the Director of Communications and Fan Experience for the New Mexico United. Welcome to the program, friend. Thanks for, thanks for having me on, guys. How are you? What's up, Dave? Uh, I'm I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm thrilled. I'm all these positive adjectives. It's it's match day. Match day in New Mexico. I love the sound of that. We're going to give away two of them after this interview. Uh, but before that, tell us what the experience is going to be like tonight down at Isotope Park at Rio Grande Community uh, Federal Credit Union at the Lab. Tell us what it's going to be. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be electric. I mean, we, like you said, we've been waiting 574 days to play a match at home, which was kind of one day longer. So it'd be 575. Shout out to our eastern part of the state, homie. Um, But uh, 574 days, and there's a lot lot of pent up energy and excitement. How many fans are you going to have out? Uh, Just under 9,000 is what we can fit in the lab right now. Um, technically capacity at 75% is like 9,500-ish, but, you know, we had to space it out a few different ways because we were at 25% capacity, then we were at 50, now we're at 75, so right around 8,900. So Albuquerque has been so starved for entertainment. Like, this has been a year and a half in the making. How much work went into this? Like, what, what was all of the strategies you guys had in case we are yellow or green or turquoise and what were you have all these plans going on what was that like yeah uh you gotta gotta kind of stay on your toes throughout the whole thing and a big shout out to our ticket folks sam craner heads up um the ticketing thing i think you guys got to meet sam last week but you know he's creating all these these maps uh throughout the entirety of this time like what happens if we're at turquoise what happens if we're at yellow what happens if we're at green you know how do we adjust that how do we get people in the stadium that makes the most sense but still keeps people you know, socially distanced and all that kind of stuff. So Sam's been working like a crazy person for weeks and weeks and weeks and months um, just to make sure that everything works out well. And, and yeah, he, without him, we are not where we are today, certainly. How does it work for your season ticket holders? Do they have the same options they've always had? Have they had to be relocated or moved around? Like, how have you guys been able to accommodate all of them? Yeah, so that's that's been a complicated process, but we found kind of what we think is an elegant solution on it. So we uh, we were able to, you know, in 2020, obviously there were people who had season tickets. You guys are well aware we didn't play any home games in 2020. So what we did was we rolled everybody over to 2021. When we were, you know, before the season started, we weren't sure where we were going to end up for 2021. You know, were we going to have fans at all? Were we going to have 50% fans? Are we going to have 25% fans? And 
you know, things are moving in a great direction, but quicker than we expected, certainly. Uh, so what we did in towards the end of the off season was uh, essentially say, hey, we're going to roll you over to 2022 to make sure you get the full value of your ticket. Um, and then if you're one of the people who rolled over, you've got first access to buy tickets for all the all the home games this year. Um, so that's kind of a way to make sure everybody's happy, everybody has access to the tickets, but you make sure you also get full value for your season tickets as well. If I'm a fan and I'm looking at the seat map, what is still available? What can I get last minute to come out and, and have the experience tonight? There are still some seats available. There's not a ton. Um, I think we've sold out more than half of the sections at this point. Um, so there are, there are seats. There's a few in the kind of midfield lower area that everybody seems to want. Uh, there's more, obviously, in the upper deck, but still not a ton there as well. In the corners, there's a few, but not a ton. I think it's important to note that for the match tonight, um, everybody will, if you, let's say you buy a pod, right? That's how we're doing the pod seating. So the pods can be anywhere from one seat to six seats. You buy a pod of seats, you're with whomever is in that pod, whoever you bought the tickets with. Um, and then you've got at least one seat of space between you and the next pod just to keep a safe social distance there. So David, Albuquerque's gone from yellow to green to turquoise in a span of two weeks. What is it yeah. going to look like for United fan who's going to the game in person what are the rules? What are the regulations? What What is it going to look like when they get to uh, the lab? Yeah, absolutely. So I mentioned that social distancing thing. Uh, so that's a social distance of three feet. Um, also, we'll have, again, that pod situation. But in addition to that, you know, obviously that new info came down with the, the governor's mask uh, mandate situation yesterday and the distancing situation. That was brand new information. And frankly, uh, <laughs> didn't quite give us enough time to adjust before a game, you know, 24 hours later. So we're certainly reviewing the possibility of, you know, getting rid of the mask mandate at a future event. But for this one, uh, we are still going to have the mask mandate in place. Now, if you're eating or drinking, obviously, you're not going to need your mask. Uh, but we are asking that if you're not eating or drinking actively, you go ahead and just keep your mask on for this one. And like I said, we're reviewing uh, for future reference, uh, for future games, rather. Um potentially changing that. Um, we're also looking at, we'll have uh, hand sanitizer throughout the stadium. Um, and uh, essentially the way the lines are set up are to allow people to be socially distanced as well. So we're taking all these precautions. You know, we all want to have fun. We all want to cheer on our club, obviously, but we also need to do everything we can to keep people safe. The curse are very uh, in close proximity often. They're very physical. What kind of adjustments are they going to have to make in their fandom for the game tonight? You guys have seen the supporter section in 2019. I don't think that would fly, unfortunately, in a COVID world as it sure. was. So they are having a, kind of a similar setup to everybody else that supporter section. So they're also in that pod setup. Um, obviously, they'll still have the drums and the flags and the smoke bombs and all of that kind of fun stuff. They just need to do it at a, at a socially distanced, uh, I guess, in a socially distanced way for the time being. Um, but again, looking at potentially maybe changing that here uh, at, at a future match sometime soon. You know, our next match is two weeks from today, our next home match, that is. In 2020, New Mexico United got 15 points with eight wins, and Austin got 16 points with five wins. What's the level of competition in between these two teams in 2021? Do we expect a hard-fought battle or United coming out as favorites? Or what's it going to look like? 
I mean, I'm always going to tell you United's going to win. Right? That's, that's, yeah, that's what I'm going to say no matter what. Austin, Austin's a team, um, you know, they haven't played yet this season, and they added a couple key pieces, guys like J.J. Johnson, who is a goal scorer out of Phoenix, and uh, Hubolo Okoye, who is also a, a really good goal scorer out of Birmingham. So they added a little bit of firepower. Um, you know, they're a team that is uh, – they – They've struggled in, in years past, so they came into the league at the same time as us. They made the postseason once, and they missed the postseason once. Um, you know, we've been able to make it, obviously, both times. They've got a new coach. They've got three new strikers and some new players in the midfield. So it's kind of difficult to see, you know, to kind of predict what to expect from them because they're, they're almost a brand-new team. The play on the field tonight will be as exciting as anything you've seen in person in the last 574 days. With that said, everything outside of the field, is there anything new down at the ballpark? Is there, or excuse me, down at the lab? Is there anything new going on that the fan can look forward to that maybe you guys are planning for 2020 or maybe new for 2021? Uh, any sort of promo, any sort of exciting thing that the, the fan might not know about? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, you know, you mentioned the curse. They've got the curse tailgate starting at 2 o'clock. Anybody and everybody's welcome to come down there. And, you know, 2 o'clock, the match doesn't start till 7.30, so it's a five-and-a-half-hour tailgate, so have fun with that. Um, but in addition to that, in that tailgate lot, uh, with our partners, Western Sky Community Care and the Mexico Department of Health and UNM, we are going to be offering free COVID vaccinations to anybody who wants them. Um, you can sign up if you want ahead of time at vaccinenm.org, or you can just kind of do a walk-up, and we'll get you taken care of there as well. Um, we initially had planned on getting about 150 vaccinations, and the reservations blew through that, which is really great. So we've been able to get more vaccinations uh, out there. So really excited to, to get some additional people vaccinated. And then after you do that, maybe enjoy the tailgate a little bit. Um, also, if you get your vaccination, you get two free tickets to a future New Mexico United match, which is great. Um, but in addition to that, the first 2,021 people through the gates today will get our home opener flag, which is an incredible piece. Uh, designed in the shape of New Mexico, made up of the people essentially that got us to this point where we can play these games, where we can be a little bit safer. So doctors, uh, journalists, uh, teachers, work-from-home people, like all of these people are included on this flag, and it's just our way to say thank you to everybody who allowed us to get to this point where we can get the family back together again. Yeah, so we had a live remote from the United store last week, and we got to uh... – drop that new kit uh in case they weren't listening last week let's tell everybody about the new partnership and uh the new kit you guys have yeah new mexico true um you know we've everything we've done since day one has been focused on taking care of new mexicans and supporting new mexicans first and what is a more new mexican organization than new mexico true new mexico it's such a new mexican brand so yeah our new shirt uh our new front of jersey kit sponsor alongside meow wolf will be splitting the season up between those two uh is new mexico true it's you know black with yellow uh stripes there yellow with black stripes it's a really really sharp kit love that thing it is on sale right now and then actually guys you'll be the first ones to know this we secretly uh started selling we didn't tell anybody about this but we're starting to sell today at the team store if you go there right now the goalkeeper kits are on sale as of today we weren't we just secretly did it we didn't put anything on social media about it Team store is open right now. You can visit them at any point today to get your gear for the night. Tickets are available online. Uh, what's the what's the lowest uh, available ticket right now, price wise, Dave? Uh, it'll probably be around eighteen bucks. Would be my guess. Okay, so that is yeah. your lowest available online. But we're giving two of them away 
immediately following the break. So 505-246-0610, the Graphic Connection Hotline. Give us a call. And if you and a friend, maybe it's a, I don't know, maybe you're fully vaxxed. Maybe you're on the dating app. Maybe you need to get out to the game tonight. Give us a call, and we're going to give you two of them to go to the United tonight against Austin Bold. Uh, we got to cut you loose, Dave. Anything we missed before we do? Looking forward to seeing you guys out there tonight. Should be a lot of fun. Thanks, right, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Dave Carl, such a good guy. New Mexico My United, goodness. so much fun. Can't handle it. I like that he gave us two tickets because that's fun to give away. So I'm sure those will be gone in a moment. Um, but we'll ask for your calls as soon as we get back from the break on that. Van, are you going to tune into the broadcast? If I got the time, yeah. we got a very busy schedule, the, me and the fam the here. The T-ball, uh, right. Vacation yeah, weekend, the so yeah. I like when I go as a journalist, but I, it's different when I go as a fan because, like, I won't wear, like, you know, my United gear tonight. You know, I'll just throw on, like, a white guy clothes or whatever. But, yeah, um, yeah it should be, a, I don't know, a lot of fun. It should be a good little thing. And we'll, Like I said, we'll, we'll give away two of them after the break, and that'll be on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We'll get your contact information over to the United, and then they will set you up. It's always a will call. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, reinvent the wheel here, but obviously we'll pitch you at will call. Uh, Van, we're going to grab a break when we get back from the break. Uh, we got 45 four minutes. We haven't picked a varsity yet, so we got to figure that out. Dave and Buster's Ooh. presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee. Van is on the road with Chisholm Trail RV this week. And if you're connecting with us, you're connecting with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We were taking calls for the New Mexico United tickets. Congratulations to friend of the show, Ryan. That was fast. I spoke to him briefly. He was very nice. He was very nice. NBA playoffs, man. So the Eastern Conference is set. It's shored up, okay? So one through six... That's what it is. So, it's set. Yeah, set in stone. Set in stone. So Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Atlanta, and the Jimmy Butler end of the season surging Miami Heat. Watch out. Here they come again. And Coach Tibbs in New York. So that's the top six, okay? Now, seven and eight is the Celtics and the Hornets. So they're going to have to play each other. So then the winner of that one is the seventh. The loser of that one has to play the winner of the number nine and number 10, which is the Pacers and the Wizards. Okay? So I'm with you. The Celtics at 35 and 35, the Hornets at 33 and 37, the Pacers at 33 and 37, and the Wizards at 33 and 38. So someone with a losing record is going to have the last seed. Or at least a 500 Is that record. good for the game? Okay, first off, side note. Yes. I'm going oppo LeBron James, which I don't often do, but I'm a fan of the play-in tourney. It puts more pressure to be in the top six, which is going to increase competition. It's going to decrease tanking, and it's exciting. Like a two-game play-in, I think it's smart. I like it. I like it because I'm able to talk about it. (laughs) 
Now, watching like the Celtics and the Hornets tonight, or I guess that won't be tonight, but that'll be Monday. I'm into that because the winner is the seven on Tuesday. Thank you, Vital. On Tuesday. Because that lo- neither of these teams will be out, but the loser has to play again. And that's an elimination one. Now, the elimination one between the Pacers and the Wizards, if you're like, hey, Fred, do you want to watch regular season basketball, Pacers and Wizards? No. No, I do not. Do I want to watch win or go home, Pacers and Wizards? Yes. Sure. Sign me up. And then do I want to watch the follow-up, Pacers or Wizards versus Hornets or Celtics? Win or go home? Yes. Look what happened when UCLA went to a play-in game. I mean, I'm just saying, playing really games point. really do something to a team. A hundred percent. And Washington, the horrible start to the season that they had, but they're heating up. Bradley Beal is shooting lights out. Russell Westbrook is getting a triple-double every game. Averaged. Who wants, who wants to play Washington? Who wants the to play Golden seed with State? the losing record. Everyone knows about the 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets and the Giannis-led Bucks. Those are obviously the favorites to win. But nobody wants to play Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal in the playoffs. That's insane. Philadelphia wouldn't mind playing them. Because whoever gets that final seed, I mean, that's who you get. Like, your reward for making it in from this little tournament before the tournament is you got to play the best team in basketball, the Philadelphia 76ers. Utah Jazz are probably the best team in Utah basketball. Utah Jazz but, would probably, I mean, but yeah. you get the point. Sure. Best team in the conference. I still think the Nets are the favorite. If the Nets' big three are healthy, they're just going to steamroll everybody until they get to the conference finals and NBA finals. Gosh, I agree with you so much. I mean, if the Lakers are healthy and the Nets are healthy, like there's your finals right there. They're not going to have any competition. It's weird. Harden Harden comes back earlier this week, and guess who goes back on the IL? Kyrie. I, mean, I, I think all this is on purpose. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, I mean, they know what they're doing. Yeah. I think that the Celtics are going to handle the Hornets. That's my opinion. So I think that'll put the Celtics in the seven, and I think the eight seed will end up being – the Washington Wizards, as you mentioned, Van. I, I agree with that. The Sixers and the Wash. Oh, go ahead. go ahead. No, you. The Sixers and the Wizards, as far as the first round matchup, I don't, I don't foresee that big upset. How healthy is Embiid? Is Embiid all the way back? I mean, is Ben Simmons gonna go cold? Like, God, he's on Washington fire right can, now. Though Washington can beat the Seventy Sixers if they sneak in. Whatever happens in the play-in tournament happens, but. Washington can beat anybody. Simmons's game has changed in such a way, too, where, you know, because for a long time it was almost a liability to have him go to the three. It was almost a liability to have him anything that was outside short range. Um, but he's just evolved. Like, he's, he's, the, he's the one guy you want. His forte is defense. Yeah. The Nets team, uh, I think, is, like you said, a uh, possibility to just be a world beater. Uh, they will have no struggle whatsoever with the they New York Knicks. They haven't played on the court at the same time. There's there's an issue with that. I don't know. There's just so much talent there. This is the one yeah, sport. I, I think it's it's all by design. All these guys going on and off the court. Like it's they're just resting them. 
They're just making sure they're healthy when it really matters. And the Lakers don't have that luxury because they have to win these games. They can't just slide in through the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. I can't sleep on my father, Jimmy Butler. They they look like the the exact same team as last year who, who caused a lot of waves in the bubble tournament. Well, you know they're getting ready when Jimmy Butler on Wednesday started just tearing his, his, uh, the locker room up and down with the players. You got to start feel like you're a winner again. So Sure. And big shout-out to Adonis Haslam. Yeah. Made a season debut, <laughs> played for three minutes, and got a technical foul and got kicked out. Funny. So he's going to be fun this year. You got to bring the energy. <laughs> he's the enforcer in hockey, apparently. The Western Conference is a little more convoluted. Um, it's it's set one through five. Now, then it gets confusing. So the Jazz, the Suns, the Nugs, the Clips, and the Mavs, they end. And the teams that are chasing, because the West is so much better than the East. So the teams that are chasing, Portland, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, and the Spurs. Now, the Spurs, I don't necessarily think are going to be in the mix. The Spurs are going to be the 10 seed no matter what. They're number 10. No matter what. Yeah, six through nine. Six through nine can have some movement. Okay. So you're saying that more eloquently than what I was trying to say. Because they can shuffle around from there. Right. It's crazy to me just how good the West is. So – the Lakers still have a chance to go up to the sixth seed if Portland loses two in a row. Correct. If Portland wins any, the Lakers can't do better than seven. Correct. Okay. Right. Yeah, Portland has the season tiebreaker. So L.A. has to win two. Portland has to lose two. They got a half game up on them already with two to go. And then the Lakers can't fall to eight. They have to be seven, correct? Correct. Okay. Right. But so, Memphis can climb up to eight. Correct. So you're going. To, so your first one is going to be the Lakers versus either Memphis or the Warriors. Right. Not the Spurs. They don't have a shot. They're number ten. If you're exactly the Lakers, that. who do you want? Well, that not Steph State. Curry. <laughs> yeah. Anybody but Steph Curry. Yeah. Draymond. I just. Green. I don't see Oof. seven or eight. Doesn't matter. Utah and Phoenix are both really good, solid basketball teams. They'll they'll be hard to beat in a long series no matter what. I don't see the Lakers or the Warriors losing two games in a row. So I think L.A. and Golden State are your 7-8 and eight seed. Flip a coin. Who gets what? Well, and I'm trying to do the math on it, right? So, like, let's say the Lakers lose. That's realistic. So sure. then the Warriors go to 7 which means they would play the Suns in the first round. Correct. I'm in on that. Now let's say the Lakers then beat the survivor of the Grizzlies and Spurs and they're the eight seed. So let's say the Lakers play the Jazz in the first round, which is cool, but let's say both teams advance. Let's say the Lakers and the Warriors both get through the Suns and the Jazz. Likely, no, but how exciting could that be, right? Sure. Yeah, I mean, if the Lakers are healthy, if you know they're playing the long con here, and they're willing to be in the play-in tournament and risk the health of the Brow and Braun, I don't see anybody beating them, just like the Nets. Healthy Lakers and healthy Nets see in the finals. 
because then you would end up in a situation where I guess it would be the Lakers would have to play the if the Nuggets were to be triumphant over the Trailblazers, which you think they would, and then if the Clippers were to be victorious over the Mavericks. I got the Mavs winning that one. Yeah, same. So is it so unrealistic? It is a little bit. So I guess I'm just kind of shooting pie in the sky. But how fun of a story would it be for the Warriors and the Lakers to do it in the play-in and then both, because I think they're both good enough with the way like injuries are recovering and the way both these teams play, that they would then meet in the Western Conference Finals. Oh, yeah, wouldn't that be on. awesome play-in game to the finals? Oh, my gosh. That would be the best NBA that could the NBA could NBA. Concur. Steve Kerr. <laughs> the Western Conference is wide open this year. You know, obviously, I'll, I'll beat it into the ground. If the Lakers are healthy, they're the overwhelming favorites. But there's so many solid basketball teams. And I know, like, Vital, you watch a lot of the league, but, like, I'm not a guy who's, like, terrified of, like, the Nuggets or the Clippers and the Mavericks. And the reason I'm not terrified is because I'm right. dumb. Like, I should be. Like, all these teams can – any of these teams could beat any of these teams in the West. Yeah, and, and just like the East all year, there's kind of like that, that middle. You look anywhere from four to nine, and pretty much they're all bunched together in both conferences. They, you know, you win two in a row, you move from – number eight up to number five. And it's been like that for the last couple of months. So there's a lot of mediocrity, I think, though. But at the same point, you you got a lot of competitive games coming up. That's like the ball kid in New Orleans. Like he's going to be in the playoffs as a number 10, which isn't a thing that would have happened, you know. So it's gimmicky, but I like that playing tournament, guys. I'm into it. I didn't think I was into it. I'm into it. Yeah, I agree. At first it sounded dumb, but – you know, the more I chew on it, I was like, this, this is phenomenal. This same, is going to be so entertaining. It's the same thing with that wild card game in Major League Baseball. Like, at first I was like, this is – I hate it. I'm a purist. I love it. It's my favorite thing. Same. All Give right. me two more of them. <laughs> <laughs> I want all of the games every single time you can give me one of the games. Let's just play less games and put everyone in the playoffs not the worst thing i've ever heard we're gonna grab a break when we get back more sports talk dave and busters presents abq central live from the talk abq studio van though is on the road with chisholm trail rv we're powered by new mexico pinion coffee if you're connecting with us you're connecting with us on the graphic connection hotline 505-246-0610-95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal nfl roundtable we're gonna close out the program before the varsity which we still haven't picked yeah, is this the first time that we haven't picked a varsity by the segment where we do the varsity? Do you want to do, like, best varsities of varsities? The varsity of varsities. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> Remember that time we did the – no, no one remembers. No one listens to as much of the Do they, show. though? I think they do. We got a couple listeners. 505-246-0610. What was the favorite varsity yeah, we've ever done? was your favorite varsity? <laughs> on the Graphic Connection Outline. All right, there's some legal stuff going on in the NFL, and I just want to hit on a bunch of these real quick, okay? Okay. So the NFL has been working with the accusers of Deshaun Watson on a bunch of stuff, and apparently it's going really poorly. Oh, you don't say a tone-deaf league is going to mess up a very controversial topic. Huh. Uh, it does look Didn't like, see that coming. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, it's been less than respectful. Um in the interview process has been um, 
quote, some of the women do not feel like they're being respected during the interview process. It does look like there's going to try to be a settlement, though, um, outside the law. So that looks like um, the legal team suing Deshaun Watson is going to, quote, unquote, work things out. So um, it's going to avoid – looks like it's going to avoid civil suit. Well, I, that's what that's the goal, right? I mean, he doesn't have any fresh allegations that the police are – actively investigating so of course it's going to be a civil suit of course somebody is going to get paid off and i think just the story is after all this investigating what really happened because allegedly some absolutely horrible things happened but allegedly a lot of horrible things happened that don't turn out to be completely true and we will never know because it looks like this thing's going to settle outside um former tennessee titans employee sues the Tennessee Titans claiming that he was fired over a positive COVID-19 test. That story I did not see. Kind of a crazy thought, right? Because you know Was how, he though? You know how like businesses are. Like like I've been in like a like a leadership role. You you've been in like a hiring position role. Like like sometimes guys just gotta go. Yeah, sure. Is Tennessee a right to fire state? Does he have the right to bring up a lawsuit? Is this all fluff? He said he had tested positive last November and was told to quarantine. Uh, when he called to check on the status of his quarantine, what he should be doing with the employer, the Tennessee Titans, approximately 10 days later, he was told he was being fired. Huh? I think we need some more data here on this one. What was the nature of him getting COVID? Don't, I mean, have, don't have the answer to that. Yeah, see, there you go. Maybe he did something stupid to get COVID. Gonna set it's a, his fault. That's a weird precedent. Um, I also don't want to only bash on the Tennessee Titans, as I know they have a lot of fans around the country because they almost won a Super Bowl one time. Uh, Tennessee is giving 1.2 mil to Tim Tebow's foundation that helps fight human trafficking. That's excellent. Yeah, I saw that. And good on Tim Tebow. Like he's he's a busy dude. He wears yeah. a lot of hats, and he has a lot of good causes that he's working really hard for. And the biggest one currently is human trafficking. So, if you don't know a lot about that, loyal listener, you got a couple bucks to spare. He's doing some really good work. Throw some money at his foundation. It's oh my gosh, it's it's incredible to me. Like the the amount of drip that Tim Tebow has. Like absolutely, he. Like I've don't, seen, don't listen, listen, don't buy his children's books, but totally donate to his foundation. Yes. <laughs> cause he's like, cause and a lot of all of this is like in the shade of like funding a ministry, you know, like he lives that world. Like he, and I, like, I'll tell the listener right now, like, I don't know God, you know? So it's like, it's like, but if your motivations are based out of that, where they're, they're like kind and, and warm and well-intended, I'm, I'm a hundred percent in, you know, my, my dad used to say, Van, um, Hey, Fred, it's not what you're saying, but it's the way you're saying it. You know, me and Tim Tebow want the same things. Like, the way he talks about it, that's weird to me. Like, that, the amount of passion he has for a higher power, that's a little too much. But he's, like, the best dude. And he's actually backing up what he's saying yeah. by his actions in real life. So kudos to him. So congratulations to the next Super Bowl champions, Jacksonville Jaguars. And then Tebow will immediately retire and open up a mega church in Jacksonville. So we're really he's really on to something. Matt LaFur used to be a coach for the Los Angeles Rams. 
uh, that's McVeigh is the coach there. Blake Bortles used to play for Los Angeles. Blake Bortles used to also play in Jacksonville, and I think the offensive coordinator in Green Bay is from Jacksonville at the time Blake Bortles was there. Blake Bortles has won as many playoff games as Aaron Rodgers has since 2017. Therefore, Blake Bortles is the new starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Okay, stop it. (laughs) Oh, Vital's getting heated. How red is Vital's face right now? Cherry. Was all that correct? Did I get it all that pretty close? Well, you connected the dots, but that's not what really is going on. Well, Jordan Love didn't dress for a game last year. He's not prepared. He put Blake Bortles in there. He went a ship. Jordan Love, he's not going to be seeing the field for a while. Yeah, because of veteran Blake Bortles. <laughs> no. Rodgers will be back. Do you think journeyman Kurt Benkert is going to be your guy? Chad Kelly? Well, I don't care if they get somebody because – Love is not going to be able to play right off the bat. That guy, and the Packers said it this week, well, he's going to be, he's a developing, developing type of quarterback. Yeah, right. I mean, Rodgers is coming back to play. Get you a number five Bortles jersey. You don't have to. It'll be, I'll see it at Kmart soon. I think they can give him number 15. I think they can bring 15 out of retirement. Cause that's no how. way. Ouch. No oh, way. Man. Them's fighting how words. You make you? all the Aaron Rodgers jokes you want, but don't you say anything <laughs> about Bart Starr. Star, right? Yeah. You take that back. I only recently had the epiphany that Aaron Rodgers – here's today's varsity. Okay, it took me a second. It just hit me. Athletes in the mainstream is today's varsity, okay? Divas. Athletes in the mainstream. You got that, Van? I'm with you. Okay. I like it a lot. Because I didn't realize the drip that Aaron Rodgers has. Uh, He just hosted Jeopardy. He just hosted Jeopardy. He's on multiple commercials. That's correct. Similar to the way that he dated Olivia Munn, and I have no idea what Olivia Munn has been in, that's how a lot of people are with Aaron Rodgers. She was phenomenal in the newsroom. That's the one thing she's been in. Yeah. I mean, besides my dreams. She's been in the newsroom, and she's been in my dreams. That's all I know Olivia Munn from. (laughs) And I guess uh, Rogers is going to be playing in a scene in the Connors, which is the old Roseanne show, I guess, without Roseanne. I mean, yeah, I saw a commercial for that. He's a TV star now. He'll never go away. He will be in the spotlight forever. Give me all you got. I think he's like actually like a legit good actor. Because, you know, you see athletes in some commercials or they do guest spots in movies or TV shows or whatever, and they're so uncomfortable and they're so weird, and only because of their brand recognition do they get this shot at fame and notoriety. But Aaron Rodgers is actually good. He's good at everything he's ever tried. He did not show up to the unmandatory camp, but that makes sense because the Player Association is trying to get new contracts and they're telling the veterans not to show up, so that's whatever. Tom Brady in week four of next year is going to take his Buccaneers to New England, and I think the minimum ticket price for, like, the nosebleediest seat is already at, like, 1200 bucks. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So my question to you, Fred, are the Patriots going to adopt the old practice of the Buffalo Bills 
and sneak dildos into the stadium and throw them on the field <laughs> when Tom Brady walks in. I think New England should adopt the Bills' old practice. If Tom Brady beats the New England Patriots, that means he's beat every team, right? Is that correct? Excellent question. I don't know. That would make sense. He's already beaten every team once in his career. Except for the New England Patriots. There, yeah. Do you remember that age when, like, you, like, went away? Um, like, you grew up and went away, whatever, right? For me, it was like I moved out at, like, 19. I went across the country. So then whenever you, like, uh, come back and you have, like, your first, like, comeback thing, like, uh, like I got, like, a listener might not know, but, like, I, I was married at one point, right? So I had a big wedding. And, like, all my West Coast friends came to my wedding and they met all my, like, Midwest friends. That's what this is. This is, like... Tom Brady bringing all of his new friends back to where all of his old friends hang out. And now they have to like have a rumble over like who loves or hates Tom Brady more. And I Jet, could, I could not be in the sharks. That's what this is. With that turncoat from Boston, Tom Brady. I, I would love to see <laughs> new England Fran, new England fans trolling Tom Brady, but it's going to be nothing but love, right? How no. could it, how could you say anything bad about Tom Brady that got you six rings? Like, that's insane yeah. if you're upset at this guy. Yeah, right. If I'm the New England Patriots, I'm getting on Cameo, and I'm getting every celebrity to say something negative about Tom Brady, and I'm just going to play it over the big screen the whole time. <laughs> uh, we got to take a break. Whenever we get back, today's varsity is athletes in the mainstream. Today's varsity, athletes in the mainstream. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio. Van is on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. If you're connecting with the show, you're doing it on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610-95.9 FM and AM610, the sports animal. Thank you to a friend of the show, Lenny, for reaching out. Appreciated he. David Carl joined us from the New Mexico United. Congrats to Ryan on winning those ticks for the game tonight. Get down to the lab, Isotopes Park. Check out the United in their first home game. Van, you're about to go to T-ball. So excited. I've never been more excited. I, I feel like you have been more excited. The The little athlete right now is getting ready. Grandma just brushed her hair, and now she's putting sunscreen on her. Next, we're going to stretch and do some calisthenics. She just gave me the death stare. Yes, of course. No, you're not. We're not going to do that whatsoever. Um, today's varsity. You ready? Yes. Today's varsity is athletes in the mainstream. Okay. Okay. All right. Vital, do you want to go first, or Van? Do you? Uh, I'll drop an obvious one. Okay, you go. Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Blue chips. Hall of Fame basketball player. Was in multiple movies. Has multiple rap albums. Has affordable shoes that every kid in the world can afford. Is in almost every commercial. He's a commentator on a wildly popular NBA program. Yep. Dude's done everything. He's everywhere. Everyone knows who Shaq is. Okay, I think that's a very good one. I'm going to go with to start like a softball one as well. Okay. Hulk Hogan. Excellent. So I think Hulk Hogan is as mainstream as mainstream gets. Like, there's not a single person that doesn't know what Hulkamania is. Like, every, like they eat your vitamins, say your prayers, is, is just instilled in everyone. So Hulk Hogan, I think, 
is an athlete who who has found mainstream success. Okay, Vital, you want to drop one? You got one, Vital? You got an athlete in the mainstream, Vital? Yeah, I do, and he's hugely popular. He has over 500 million social media hits to his uh, social media, and that is Ronaldo, the great soccer player. That's a pretty good one. That's a big deal. Cristiano Ronaldo, yes. Global football. I think it was 2015 he was the most charitable athlete of the year, so that's like recent, and that's Uh good company to be in. I got one from a suggestion from – uh, your friend, your text buddy from across the, the living room here, Sandy. Okay. He says Michael Strahan. Oh. Host of Good Very Morning good America. One. Okay. All pro. I think that's a good Hall one. of Famer, all pro football player. Did uh, filled in for Regis Philbin and now host of Good Morning America. That's a big crossover that's a, athlete. That's there. a big one. Um, I'm gonna okay. I got one here. So, how do you feel about the Undertaker? So, I feel I WWE superstar. Again. Okay, the Undertaker okay. to me is pretty crossover. Um, obviously, everyone crossover knows over to the dark side from his wrestling fame. Man, <laughs> but uh, I mean, you can ask anyone who the Undertaker is, and they will say the Undertaker. So, I'm gonna say the Undertaker is gonna be my number two. <laughs> On athletes that crossed over into the mainstream, number two. Okay. Okay. How about Orenthal James Simpson? Okay, that's a very good one. You're talking about star of Naked Gun. Yeah, star of Naked Gun. Actor, one of the best college football players of all time. Way up there on the NFL running back list. Mm -hmm. And uh, killed a guy. Yeah, well, that part. Okay. So he's pretty famous yeah, for that, too. Okay, that's a big that, crossover that effort. Part there. I've given you my whole spiel on the Kardashians, right? Yeah. No, uh, sorry. Allegedly yeah. killed a guy. Excuse me. Did not criminally. I don't, str- I don't have a strong enough legal team for those kind of accusations. Okay, I got another one. So this guy, um, he was a very good athlete, and now he owns, like, um, he owns like a beer company. He's like a really successful podcaster, movie star. Are you familiar with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Does he own a beer company? <laughs> yes. What is we he need own? to try those beers. Broken All Skull the beers IPA. that we've had, we've oh, really? never had an Austin Ale or whatever he it's calls a it. Broken Skull IPA, and we can get it down at the Total Wine. And I, <laughs> That's pretty good. Now, it's pretty dumb that he missed out on Steve Weiser's, which would have been the name I would have used. Yeah. Um, but Stone Cold Steve Austin is on my varsity of athletes who have made it into the mainstream. Okay, and I'll do another softball, okay. another obvious answer. The baddest, the prettiest man of all time, Muhammad Ali. Very good. Yeah. He's he's Huge. the goat. He's the greatest. Changed been the world. Been in movies. Been a music producer. You know, he's uh, in the news all the time because of his change in religion and his stance on the Vietnam War. He's, you know, a friend of the common man and uh, – Everyone knows who Muhammad Ali is, boxer or not. Yes, and also was a referee for the main event at WrestleMania where Hulk Hogan had to fight Mr. T. Okay. <laughs> which I think is what you were meaning to talk about originally. Is that correct? Eventually, you know. Okay, so I think that is – yeah, that's a very good one. Um, I'm going to stay in that same kind of WWE mindset that you're currently you in. Now? And I'm going to say – I'm going to say The Rock – Dwayne the Rock Johnson. 
Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, the, I believe the that... The biggest movie star on the planet. The biggest sure. movie star on the planet. Actually, not a lot of people know this. He was a WWE superstar. Was he now? Yeah, so he used to be the world champion, but now he's uh, a movie star, has an app that's insanely successful, uh, The Rock Clock. Don't know if you're familiar with that. I am not. Uh, yeah, it's where you, you wake... The time The Rock wakes up every day, that's when it wakes you up. Oh, Oh, yeah. my goodness. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then you can wake up with The Rock. He gives you a little inspirational quote. Um, it's a whole thing. So I'm going to put The Rock on my varsity of athletes in the mainstream. Okay, another one. We had a caller, <laughs> we had a caller say Terry Bradshaw. Okay, yeah, okay. he's been in movies and one. television. Yeah, a lot of commercials. Hey, a lot of people don't know this. He was also a country music star, Ooh. Terry Bradshaw. Man on Terry Bradshaw, I think that's a very good one. Reality show, yeah. Successful host for years and years. All right, I'll give you the biggest duh answer of all time. Okay. okay. MJ, Michael Jordan, his airness. That's the very goat, good. The greatest. Space Jam. Mm -hmm. He's been on every TV show, every commercial. His silhouette is a logo multiple his times over. silhouette is a logo multiple times over. I absolutely love his shoes. I still wear the Jordans threes mm -hmm. or fours every day, as you know. Yeah, I think it's a very good one. It's uh, Michael Jordan. Not quite as good as my next one, which is uh, WWE superstar Ronda Rousey. John Cena. Oh, <laughs> so, dang it. Okay. Yeah, so Ronda Rousey <laughs> was uh, – She. I think she maybe dabbled in UFC. I'm not sure really what she did there. But she was a former women's champion for the WWE. She's been in multiple movies. Uh, she's got a world of talent. Uh, she coined the phrase bad bees. Uh, she's not into do-nothing bees. I think that Ronda Rousey is on the varsity of athletes in the mainstream. Okay, I think I got a bunch more, but I'm kind of tapped out-ish on my obvious answers. Okay, so you're going to go John Madden. I was going to go John Madden, or I was going to go a, um, a niche one here. Vital, you probably know this one. How about swimming and tennis star Esther Williams? I, who's that? Who, par, who parlayed her swimming and tennis success uh, into a modeling career and then eventually an actress in Hollywood. Okay. Oh, yeah. She was, in a, she was one of the Bond girls, right? Yeah. Yep. I believe so. Okay. That's a good one. That one's a little dated. Um, yes. Yeah. I. I, not even the most famous of that time. I would say Liza Minnelli would be on top. Was Liza Minnelli an athlete? I don't know. My number okay. my number one varsity. That's the varsity. Well, I got the varsity right here. Here's the number one, okay? Okay, number one. Athlete to go to the mainstream. Do, 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 do. Okay, I knew this was So coming. it's John <laughs> Cena. John Cena is the greatest athlete, I think, to make the crossover into mainstream. There's zero people that don't know who John Cena is. Everything he touches turned us to gold. Uh, he's owned the gold multiple times in the WWE. I think John Cena is, without a doubt, the greatest mainstream athlete of all time. Okay, so so my number one is obviously MJ. But you're going Cena over The Rock? Yes. I think The Rock is a bigger mover and shaker than John Cena. I mean, there's only one way to settle that, and that's one-on-one -on -one at WrestleMania. Sweet. Bring it. I will go to that one. Good program today. Good job to everyone involved. Van, any final words before we cut it loose? Oh, my friend, too much for the time allotted. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.